Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian the Bear. We have all kinds of gay and geeky, exciting media, gaming, music, movies, TV, comic books, and did I mention gay? News ahead of us. I have here next to me Mr. Jared. By sheer force of miracle, I'm here. Yes. Yay! They let you out of the fire dungeon for yes. at least a, a little yes. bit. That's yes. very nice. Our roving reporter and uh, comics reviewer uh, at large, uh, Mr. Joshua. The question. I have a tummy ache. Bitch, you haven't oh. gone nowhere. How can you be a roving reporter? Did I have Gone nowhere. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you mean I haven't gone nowhere? Are you going to New York this year? No. Oh, I went to North Carolina. I went to Atlanta, and I went to uh, California. Where have you? And been I went to the Orlando Convention Center. Bitch, that's down the street. What else? <laughs> of course, that is the. Where did you go this this? Uh, <gasps> oh, that's sore subject. Year. Let's not go there. Oral. Let's not go there. <laughs> I mean, so I one of us is going to be roving. I one of us has to be roving. Girl, shut up. Girls, girls, girls. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Mr. I, yeah, thank you. Okay. Of course, uh, the uh, mouthy one was Mr. Oral. Hi, everybody. I realize that I don't need this show anymore because I got my own sassy, oh. fantastic series called Dragons and New Spandex, what which have, we'll talk about later. What have we unleashed? And then, of course, next to him, sandwiched in between Joshua and Oral, is our muscle daddy, Eric. God, kill me now. <laughs> so he's assuming a fetal position with his arms crossed and head down looking 
fucking out of something. So, uh, like I said, we have all kinds of gay and geeky stuff. If you've never listened to Flame On, you are uh, in for a real treat. Uh, I'm sure if you found us, you at least know where to find more of us. But uh, we are on FlameOnShow.com and on Facebook, Flame On Show, if you are so curious. Now, and iTunes. Yes. In fact, I think we should start appealing for some reviews because I don't think we have very many, if any. We may have one or two. Uh-huh. And evidently that matters a lot because I hear every damn podcast talking about, please leave us reviews on iTunes. So, that's your homework, dear listener. Please leave us a lovely review on iTunes because we'd like to hear. Love okay. it. Okay. Listen and then You do guys homework. are fantastic. <laughs> yes. Make it short and sweet, but just write something. Hopefully nice. So, Oral's the best. Everyone loves Oral. Now, movies. <laughs> We're going to start out with some news, as we like to do. And I think the biggest thing has come out in the last uh, couple weeks since we recorded is that Ben Affleck. Is that how you say his name? Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. He we is. discussed this? I thought we No, it happened right oh, after yeah. oh, wow. we recorded. We so, we have not <laughs> talked about it. We don't have to beat the dead horse. But what do we think about him as Batman? Apathetic. I don't care. Yeah? Anybody actually care? He's a great Bruce Wayne. I think so, too. And he, if he has the beard, too. Ooh, mm. I do like him with the beard. Did anybody see Argo in here? No. See, Argo is the movie where I thought... I mean, I like Ben Affleck. He's great. But Argo is the movie where I can see that world-weary Batman. Because his character was just very like, oh... I have to do this. You know, very like, <laughs> very committed, but yet just weary of the whole thing. And that was very Keanu Reeves. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. That was very Keanu. I watched The Matrix this. the other day. but So I think he's going to make an excellent Batman. Um, and, and he definitely is a little older, I think, than uh, the guy playing Superman. Yeah, they do want the world-weary yeah. Bruce Wayne this time. It's sort of pulling from The Dark Knight Returns. You've, Zack Snyder has, has met with like Frank Miller, you know, oh, who wrote The Dark Knight Returns. And that's so, interesting. You know, they're buddies from 300, I imagine. So. Oh yeah, but I like it. A lot of people. At first, I heard it, and I was like, "What?" Because remember, all the, there were. Right mem- remember all those those rumors about him starring in and directing Justice League? Mm. I heard him. Suddenly, that him. makes a lot more sense yep, yep. because he's going to be Batman and direct Justice League. I think that's exciting. That's cool because a lot of people. Their initial reaction was they're thinking Geely Ben Affleck and Daredevil Ben yeah, Affleck and J Lo Ben Affleck. Don't forget but Jersey Girl th- and Jersey Girl Ben Affleck. <laughs> that was like that was actually. But good. that was like over like. 10 years ago. Like but we're getting Argo Ben Affleck and we're getting The Town Ben Affleck. Yeah. We're getting Academy Award winning mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. So I, he's like at the top of his game right now. He had, he had a bad spot. We all do. So I think it's, it's really cool. But the, honestly, the, re, the reactions from the internet have been the best thing about this. Everyone's yeah. saying Matt Damon's going to be Robin. Someone cut together Goodwill Hunting but had Batman <laughs> in the place. Jennifer Garner's going to be Wonder Woman. Oh, if only. Oh. No. So. Well, the new rumor is that, uh, and of course this is totally probably bullshit, but uh, Justin Bieber yeah, could be the new Robin, and I think that's just you know. No, that was debunked. Okay, good. No, yeah. He he had a, a picture of the script, or like a fake mocked up cover of the script, and put his name on it, uh, and took a picture of it, and so everyone freaked out. Yeah, and, well, yeah. which I like. Uh, it's so sad to think that everyone on the internet is just that stupid, <laughs> because there's some smart, intelligent conversations that can be had on the internet. Usually on NPR's uh, yeah, sites or but Facebook. the thing is, is that like a picture plus celebrity does not equal truth, right? <laughs> Like, it could have been Photoshop. He could have been holding up, like, a Domino's pizza box, for all we know. <laughs> but a picture's worth a thousand words. <laughs> well, I'm glad that has been debunked. So, another uh, revelation.
Constitution, of course, is that James Spader, famous from, uh, was that Boston Legal, and now in this, what's the new show he's in? Blacklist or whatever, Whitelist. Um, Don't forget that he was, he was Daniel in Stargate. Way back, way back, yes. And, oh, in The Office. So he's going to be Ultron, or the voice of, I guess, something? Well, we don't know yet, but when that announcement hit, I was like, who? What? <laughs> really? <laughs> See, I love Boston Legal. Seeing him mm. and uh, Captain Kirk, uh, what's his name? Uh, my brain's not working. Seeing them together uh, as William lawyers. Shatner? William Shatter, thank you. Uh-huh. As, as lawyers, they're just like buddies, and, and with the David Kelly dialogue, that was a great show. So, I really like him. So, yeah, meh. No one really is like, eh. I mean, it definitely wasn't as polarizing as, no. as casting Ben Affleck. Because a lot of people Batman. were like, who? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, that was the Marvel's response. Like, we have James Spader. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just throw him that. Now, most excitingly in movie news right now, uh, for all us Harry Potter fans, <gasps> we are getting another movie, at least, probably a series, and it is written, the first one, I guess, is being at least co-written or whatever by Rowling herself. Yeah. No. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Which, Which Scamander. I mean, I will say this. I know a lot of people were all, oh my God, they're making more Harry Potter, or, uh, or I, they basically knew she would get back to Harry Potter at some point. Mm-hmm. Whenever you, each movie makes a billion dollars, it's, it was bound know, to happen. Even the last one was very good and not just, you know, like of all these like teen and child books sort of whatever, I think the, the Potter books are all just very strong and the movies they've made for most parts that maybe the first two are really good. So I'm excited. Well, because they too. could act by the third one. Yes. Um, well, and they got rid of that what's-his-name director uh, who did uh, Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Chris Columbus. Yeah. yeah, Chris. You don't like Chris Columbus? I did not care for the way he did Harry Potter's the did first he, two. He did the first two? First, first two, two yeah. First I think he was an executive producer for a lot of them or something, but I just didn't. Well, then Alf- Alfonso Cuaron, who's like a oh, genius filmmaker, seriously. he took it over. He's like, let me show you how it's done. Yes. yes. Well, and then that Yates, was, this Yates guy who used to do like English like television took it on and just carried that through and kept doing awesome mm-hmm. dark. I actually didn't stuff. like his... Uh, he got better as he went along, but the fifth one was like an oh. awfully shot and d- oh, edited and, and like, just directed movie. So, we actually saw a few movies. Let's start with the one I didn't see, uh, Riddick. Who saw it? I, I saw did. it. You saw it too? Yes. Did Yay. you like it? Wait, wait. First of all, have you seen Pitch Black I've and the Chronicles, Black and Chronicles of Riddick? Did you see that little DVD movie that they released to mm, connect the universes? No. Oh, it was like a bridging bridge material? Yeah, because huh. they're, they're two wildly different movies. They wanted oh. to show how like Basically, bridge the gap. You for know? those who have not re- seen it ever, at the end of the second movie, he becomes like the lord of this The necromonger. The necromonger, yeah, yeah. So they show how that kind of changes and goes away. When did that happen? The end of the second one. End of the Chronicles? Yeah, Chronicles. Oh. I'll just, I want to say this before we get into it, that Chronicles of Riddick is one of my top favorite, it's like in my top five really? of favorite oh, sorry, movies honey, I'm so sorry. ever. And it gets a bad rap and I can't, I can't I see it. why, but it, it has, it's like unbound, unrestricted sci-fi awesomeness. Yeah. And Riddick is like a space ninja who can like just appear at, and kill people with like awesomely. Not... And he's got eyes that can see in the dark and when he takes off his goggles, they glow. So he always looks awesome. Punk even Diesel. I wouldn't call him a ninja. He, he's very much in. He's a space ninja. He's very much in line with the I would compare him to Conan because it's that brawler that he's got a he's, he's fo- got a covert angle he's, though he's focused he's unscathed by anything mm. and he lives off the land so he's you know easily adaptable to whatever maybe situation. more of a samurai sort of uh, character. no he's like a stealth but force, he does have though. a stealth I do thing. see yeah. what you're saying yeah. he's definitely now, part Conan part ninja but yeah. what could be more badass than that <laughs> Conan part ninja sign Can me you up. believe it so in um, space also, in space smell period blood yes <laughs> yes, yes is that oh, a thing so yes. what I want to know about is Katie Sackhoff's boobs I yes. heard they were uh, shown and I actually kind of like side boob tasteful no it was tasteful? and then there were full boobs you okay. could see the nipple and everything
everything. Oh, okay. My uh, my straight friend said he hates her from Battlestar Galactica, but he's like, but she's got nice boobs. What the hell is wrong <laughs> with your straight friend for hating her? Well, I don't know. She's, I don't. I don't like her character in Battlestar Galactica. Um, she's Starbucks. I know Starbucks cool. She, she's not. She. I don't think she's the best. So actress. are you not excited by the rumor that she might be talking about being Miss Marvel slash that? Marvel? That was debunked. Thank you. Oh, was thank that God. Um, I, I don't really think she's that you learned a new. She's word a very debunked. I, I learned it in California. Oh, and uh, no, but anyways, I really like this. It was like bas- back to basics, yeah. but I read why they had to do that because the second one was this crazy sci-fi thing and tanked, and right, uh, it didn't do well. So they had no budget for this one. They pretty yep. much put their own money into it. It's yep. made by Riddick and this other guy. Julie. And you can tell just by Julie. the the chemistry of the cast that they had fun doing this, and it really translates very well. You know, when you're watching it. Well, I think yeah. the first movie. I mean, Pitch Pitch Black is one of my favorite. Uh, right, pitch Black. Yeah. Pitch yeah. Black. Yeah. I always think it's Pitch. Perfect. Perfect or some other thing. Which is <laughs> movie. I know, I know. That's I know. something else to tell. I know. I, I know. love that movie. Though a mashup would be interesting. No, After I, whatever. I, I think, honestly, and I, I do like Chronicles as well, I think that's a stronger film. And it had that nice indie scrappiness. Yes, yes. And an economy of story. They really focused it down to a very... And it sounds like that's what they did with this third one. Yeah. Well, how is, since it was not too much of a budget, how was the special effects? Well, it it kind of... Well, they were... Like, were they paper? Not <laughs> very, yeah. Uh, on a stick, you know. A piece of paper. Um, I don't know. I thought when we did see them, I don't know if you feel the same way, Jared. That it lit, like the aliens, like the monsters and stuff, mm-hmm. kind of look cool. But they were constantly just doing close-ups of the characters, and they would shoot at things off frame. It's like, oh, ah, yeah. I got him. Yeah, did yeah. Bang, bang. Like so, yeah. they weren't showing a lot. And then when they were ready for like a big action scene, the camera would pan back, and there's like, oh, there's a big horde. And yeah. and then there's this one really the, the worst scene was when they got on those bikes. You know, those like oh, speeder God. bikes from Star Wars. The, they're like space Harleys. And <laughs> They, just the shot of them like flying over look, looks like someone did that in like 1998. Yeah. Like it was like TV movie 1998 special effects. I was like, oh, quick. and then they cut getting back on the bikes. I was like, oh, stop. For every for every monster they killed off screen, they saved like themselves ten dollars. <laughs> That's one. Ready models are expensive. But yeah, if you're a fan of like Riddick, this is like the character. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, although if you didn't like even Pitch Black, then I, I wouldn't bother. It's it's definitely. A cult movie, so cool. And now, then, oh, wait, but at the very end, they sort of tease out. They're like, oh, there could be another one. Like, oh, and they like, sort of set up where where it would go. So I, I want to see that old man me. Riddick. I want to see him when he's like a lot older. He's, and he's still a badass. He's looking for fury. with a blonde space yeah. Hawkeye. Oh, really? Traveling yes. across his home planet. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the stories he's looking for his home planet. Yeah, I kind of yeah. thought that they would have yeah. done that with this one, but again, smaller scale. They want to reestablish. Yeah. But so, what about the world's end? I actually saw this one because I am a huge uh, Edgar. Ed, Edgar J. Wright? Yeah, that's right. And uh, The director of Ant-Man. Yeah. Coming out yeah. in uh, 2015. <laughs> and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and everybody in that. Um, I will say, from my perspective, the third of their... What do they call the series? So we have... Right, you're Shaun talking about Dead. Shaun of the yeah. Dead and I Hot Fuzz. And Hot Fuzz. Fuzz. I didn't, wasn't so a this one like was, to me, not the strongest of the three. It. it felt very... They were trying to kind of... Not tie things up, because they're completely in, independent movies. But I don't know. It just felt very like they were trying to send a message more than the other two. And so I felt like a little just too much of that. Are you talking about in the end when they were like yes. screaming about their lives to yes. the giant light? Yes. Man, could you believe, imagine being there when that was being filmed, them just screaming while looking into a bright light yep. for like hours? I'm sure it was very <laughs> Let's see that one again. <laughs> so, did you like it? I actually did. I thought it was a lot better than Hot Fuzz, which I, oh. I didn't really enjoy. 
joy and the hot fuzz references so many other movies that i haven't seen like i haven't seen point break that's and stuff, yeah so, so, so i'd hot, like to i'd hot like to fuzz is a love letter to buddy comedy right uh just like Shaun of the dead is a love letter to zombie movies now yeah. i don't Shaun know of the dead's my favorite it's like one of my favorite movies i don't my know what favorite. this third one is a love letter to other than doctor who because the whole damn thing felt like the uh, autons like attacking because the robot huh. they were basically like these alien created synthetic life forms <laughs> shut up so the he whole found thing, a way to bring it back the to doctor whole who thing <laughs> felt like a doctor who episode gone completely off the rails so yeah. it was i i liked it from that perspective and i will say this the ending surprised me i didn't think they would do that as the ending yeah that was a bit crazy and i don't want to spoil it because it is pretty um whoa you well, don't expect that the movie does have a couple polarizing moments like that like the the first i think 20 minutes it plays it straight like a normal movie yes which is sort of like a funny like screw up guy comedy and it's yeah. funny that simon Pegg is the screw up this time around I and nick like frost that, is like the straight edge guy mm-hmm. simon Pegg, my buddy you know who i met when i was in california how's he yeah. doing is he doing well oh yeah he's, he's great i i yeah mm-hmm. i'm really happy so, for him success i uh i went with pat our, our talking bearskin rug <laughs> and, and and my boyfriend and he uh <laughs> hi honey and he is uh he, he did not care for it as much in fact he fell for the whole first 20 minutes he thought it was pretty much gonna be a straight up you know british comedy and then you know he, the the first scene where they knocked the head off the robot or whatever and the, it was just like wait what <laughs> what the hell is this movie um but anyway yeah i i definitely think as a comedy it's good i think it does do very well and it's funny and it's very british so if you like british stuff uh, i heard on terry gross on the fresh air mm. that the reason they did these three movies is to show british life from a very um non-stereotypical perspective so all three are set around like british communities that you don't normally oh. see uh so the first one is kind of like the oh i'm not i'm not like the, the uh, suburbs yeah sort <laughs> yeah. of but so like outside london not london proper right and the second one is like way the hell out in this like small pristine community mm-hmm. and the third one is i guess sort of the gentrification of those smaller rustic communities oh, and okay, all that okay. so that Which was one of the things interesting because i just remember what i need to, to talk about in tv section but okay I, good so anyway um, i thought that was actually that's actually my favorite movie of the summer oh okay yeah so well. Well, good. Now, uh, moving on to some television news. I, uh, of course, we can't go very far without mentioning that Breaking Bad is uh, wrapping up very soon. Holy oh my shit. God. And I don't oh my God. follow this, and I am interested in watching it. All I know is a lot of shit went down. Oh. The shit Characters yes. are getting offed left and right. It's... It's and the it's it's the wrap up. It's the last last night was the third to the last episode uh-huh. and we've been waiting for this for years. years. Like this is yeah. just the culmination of every choice you make, every decision you did. All your chickens went, are coming home to roost. Exactly. It came so full circle that the pants that opened the very first shot of the very series, we saw them like lying in the desert now, all it crumpled up and dried out. Oh, yeah. okay. That's actually That's how far circle we've come. <laughs> so that's not something because I, I only watched the first episode. I didn't didn't know at what point they would get to that scene so that just happened no 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 i'm well, sorry that, that pilot comes full circle in itself okay they're yeah. saying that we saw those pants again like, they never went and picked up the pants the oh. seeds the seeds of what he's sown for the past year or like year and a half whatever their time frame is yeah that's that's what's going on okay yeah for the whole show but the whole show you're saying takes place over like two years or yeah, a year less, or two yeah less, wow. it's it's really short huh. even though we've been watching it for years yeah yeah um but can we do full spoilers or would you rather not 
I don't want to do that. In this case, selfishly, because I actually do want to see it and I've been avoiding stuff. I kind of have an idea just because context tells okay. you a lot. Um, but I mean, if you could talk in vague. Uh, okay, well, oh gosh, it's really hard. But let's I'm say sure there are other it starts because the last episode was like this huge like gunfight and it mm-hmm. starts and two like characters that one of my favorite characters dead, dead on the ground. Yeah. Or, or, or well, yeah, by the first 20 minutes, they're dead on the ground. Uh, so that freaked me out. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe they did it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was like I was saying earlier, I was reading Monkey See, uh, the podcast for pop culture. I'm sorry, the the blog, blog for, for pop, pop culture, culture happy, happy hour. hour. And With our um, buddy Glenn. Hi, Glenn. It's hi. Um, it's the only thing that could happen. You're right. It, ha- it had to happen. Um, but they kept waving it in front of you, like, oh, it might not. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then it did. Then they made a Watchmen reference, and it, sort of. Wow, and he's like, a terrible description. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. You have to be so vague. Well, it's terrible. Uh, oh, just and fix your phone, what, honey. Fix your phone. Because the show was, uh, that episode was titled Ozymandias, and oh, he nice. says what Ozymandias says is, you're the smartest guy I've ever met, but this guy made up his mind 10 minutes ago. Exactly. Like, bang. Like, um, oh. So this is interesting to me. This show, is very it's catching like that Sopranos sort of excitement like of this anti-hero type character or villain or whatever he is mm-hmm. um, and it's written by an X-Files alumni writer uh, Vince Gilligan Vince Gillian, mm-hmm. yeah. or Gillian and he was here some Gilligan. of my favorite X-Files he, so I'm thrilled that I got no, to yeah. watch this show uh, you know I will say I you don't watch Breaking Bad and think every episode is the greatest episode ever um, but it's like crap but there are no bad episodes but, yeah there, there are no bad episodes even like, the one with the fly yeah season two Two is like my least favorite season, but that's like saying, I mean, I like cottage cheese. I don't really like cottage cheese with like fruit in it, but I'll still eat it. Like it's not, it's not bad at all. And a lot of stuff happens, yeah. and all of that character development came to fruition last night. Yeah, and it's just, it was the darkest hour of television I've ever yeah. seen. It, yeah, it really. Oh man, like yeah, oh, again, we can't talk about it, but uh, you, why can't we you, talk you about it? Watched any of it? No, that's it's okay. The, yeah, you wouldn't I, remember. I, I a word. The first season. The first season. No, I will remember because unfortunately I know some of the characters now. So uh, uh-huh. let's cleanse our palate here and talk about children's, uh, well, quote unquote, children's uh, animation. I want to mention Gravity Falls because I don't think I talked about this last time. And this show has become like my new favorite animated TV show. Jay like, Jones watches it re- religiously. I know a bunch of guys uh, from the store, I think, who really like it. In fact, our friend Hex from Nerdy Show is supposedly going to maybe uh, do a dress up as your Uncle Stan, which would be awesome if you know the character. What's it about? Um, it is a summer... Uh, adventure of uh, brother and sister at their great uncles or gruncle or whatever they call them gruncle stands uh, like house slash horror museum in this town called Gravity Falls and it's just some you know no name whatever not no name but you know sort of generic small town but the deal is around this fake the guy's obviously trying to scam people out of money, like right. roadside, roadside thing. There's all these real monsters and, and, and creatures and, and adventures they have, and there's like hidden codes, and they make all kinds of pop culture sort of things. Like they just had this pastiche off uh, ABBA's Dancing Queen that played a big role. Uh, they have these awesomely subversive little moments that kind of appeals to adults' sense of humor. What channel? It's on Disney uh, XD or whatever. Same people uh, who, ma- well, it's the same group of people who make regular 
Show and Adventure Time. Oh, oh well, oh, that's oh, the end oh, of that. Oh, but this thing has an ongoing story and is a little less, like, random, I think. Because I, I like those shows, but this one, to me, is a little more focused and, and I good, like so. neither of them, well, and you, I have to sell them at the store. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I've heard a lot of good things about Gravity Falls. So have I. I'm just, it's such a, uh, Kristen Shaw does the voice of the sister. Oh, She's cool. awesome. Uh, the MILF chick, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, is on there. Oh, I love her. Um, I haven't seen her in a minute. <laughs> there's this very gay, uh, well, very, he's like a kid, but he's very effeminate, uh, like uh, psychic uh, sort of personality. He's like the villain, uh, Gideon. It's just it's just awesome. I love it. So I had to mention that. But I also want to hear about Korra Season 2. Cause... You watched it, Oral, as well? No, okay. I have <gasps> a confession to make. I have been catching up on a lot of TV. I've still only seen the first two episodes of Korra. That's it. That's all there is. No. What? Of season one. What? I know. Oh, I know. no. How I dare just, no, go you? Go ahead. Go well, ahead. Well, you won't. It won't make any sense. It won't really spoil anything. I don't I don't but know, not they, much has really oh, happened. Are you watching so. it? Yeah, I watched yeah. it. Yeah. What do you think of the start? The spirits? Um, I'm still waiting for Ko. Ko is... Uh, Which one's Ko? Ko is from the Avatar series. He was the face stealer. He's the oh. the Avatar. Oh, yeah. Is that what? You, is that like your favorite character? He's from the spirit realm. Oh, you're waiting for him to like pop, pop back up? Yes, and like yes. you, you really think they're going to go back that way? These new creatures are such a departure from that. They are, yes, yes, yes. These yes, weird yeah. psychedelic purple things that can mm. transform and are like, like, in, in, like immortal. And, yes, and then you know it suddenly appears, and then this guy just subdues them so easily. So and is then, a ghost bender? Right. Ropes, spirit bender, yeah, ropes well, he's Korra, a water bender. With him, yeah, but it, it's it's very much like because it's two warring or two you know brothers who are water benders having a feud. Isn't that a little too much like the, the villains from the first season? Yeah, it's pretty much the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. But yeah. now we're talking about the spirit world. Yeah. I can see that. And it's Korra's father. If it's it a, works. We, we visit her, uh, Korra's father. We get to see the Southern Water Tribe. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it, what's her? Tenzin is like her teacher. And he wants to go on a tour of all the air temples. But she gets lured into to, to, like, giving him the boot. Uh, as, as her as her um, teacher teacher and takes on this new guy the the chief of the the northern water tribe uh, anyways whatever it's really cool there's lots of action there's a big like mystery going on you we're gonna meet the first avatar they sort of tease that who's gonna be voiced by the guy from Walking Dead the the Asian guy um, wow Glenn Glenn oh, yeah whoever plays Glenn. Is, was his name like Stephen Wen or something or oh. whatever yeah but no it's super <laughs> cool great start. Can't wait for more. Now, I, uh, I I did skip over television news, and there's actually some big stuff I should, should mention. Now, Breaking Bad is getting a spinoff. Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Which, uh, Bob Odekirk, I didn't realize that he was a big uh, person on the show. That's awesome. I mean, he's not... Yeah, he shows up later. Yeah, he's not like a, a huge major character. But he's, he's big for, enough to get a spinoff, He's there for comic relief. Uh-huh. Um, but you always look forward to seeing Saul. Well, that's cool. I'm, Saul Goodman. I'm, I'm excited about that. It is a prequel, so I don't know what happens to him in the show, but he's in whatever. So um, uh, this was huge because I always remember seeing the commercials for Prison Break, and I was like, I want to watch that show just because Wentworth Miller is fucking hot. And I didn't think, oh, well, he might be gay. Who knows? Turns out he is. Girl, that's Most old special. news. <laughs> like, so old news. Oh, but again, it came out after we recorded. No, I'm, no, I'm not oh, saying. Oh, you mean he yeah. was well known? Yeah, he was. Well, we all I didn't know. Well, and he's. I had heard that as well that it had a kid. He came out like last year, or whatever, blah blah. But right. for whatever reason, it didn't make waves, and now it is. So because he basically said, "Hey, Russia, um, no, welcome to the family." Yes. Well, you know, he no. is 
good looking. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, you know, sometimes my friends love Prison Break, and uh, I would go over to their house, and we'd be hanging out. And I would miss, like, five or six episodes. Wouldn't know what the fuck was going on, uh, but I'd watch the <laughs> hell out of that show. It's so funny because he's not twinky. He's not bearish. He's, like, somewhere in that middle ground. He's got enough, like, yeah. What Wasn't of- the map to the prison on his body? Yes. Let's take a look at that he map. It, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, um, one of my new favorite bro- uh, blogs uh, run by John McGovern and crew. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, you say John McGovern? Johnny McGovern. Okay. Yeah. I was like, has he gone respectable? No, 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 he's no. like, I'm John. He's always respectable. Mm, respectable. Well, um, yeah, I was going say, come on. But the gayest of all time, and they were talking about it, and they're like, you know, we're more surprised, not that he came out, that he came out as 40. Because he looks good. He looks really good for 40. Oof. Wow. wow. So, um, and of course, the uh, they cast the Flash. And he's this little pale. Oh, he so uh, I know. Oh he's uh. this pale looking guy with big hair. Well, he's just pale in that. Grant Gustin? Yeah, he's just pale in that photo. Okay. He just picked the worst photo ever. And he's a Glee alumni from the Warblers? Yes. yes. Good guy. Um, oh, man. He is, is uh, cute as shit. So, Wally West. <laughs> sex shit. symbol for the. Yeah. And they said he's going to be in three episodes in the second season. Wally of- West? Oh, I'm sorry. Not Wally West. Yes, I did. I'm sorry. I'm three episodes. Sorry. Of Wally West is my flash. He's going to be in episode. He's going to be in like two middle episodes, and then he's going to be in the season finale, which will spin off into his own show. And they said he's not going to get his powers until I think the the last. Yeah, because they want him to. Is it going to be his own show, or they're doing a pilot first? Like I think it's straight to series, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't heard. When I was reading about when you told me to go look it up, it said a pilot didn't say show. Oh, interesting. It's one of those. It's just. It's like that episode of Married with Children where Al only shows up for like two minutes. And it's like this random like father and son duo. You know what episode I'm talking about? Here. Um, Wait, so is Arrow that ex- uh, like good in the ratings? Yeah, that it- Arrow's done very well. Really? Yeah. Okay, wow. For a genre so, show, I think it's doing at least as well as um, Smallville, if not maybe even better. You know what? Well, that's good. Is anyone watching it? Yeah. I I oh, really? Oh, I love the show. I need really? to go back and check it I, out. It's not about uh, Oliver Queen. It's about Red Arrow Roy. Oh, he's so fucking and, hot. And freaking Barrowman's in it. Who? Ba- John Barrowman. <laughs> he's in everything. He's in and, that. He's in Scandal. And uh, River Song. They are not in it. She spo- yeah, supposedly she's in it. Kingsley is in it? Yeah. Oh, oh, I it? know. We should be watching it. Or um, good show. But so, speaking, speaking yes. of CW, uh-huh. now, we all know my treaties on CW because they'll hook you into a show and then they'll cancel that bitch right from out from under you. And yeah, shitty shows like Vampire Diaries get a fucking spinoff. Oh. Yeah. Which, but here's the thing: have have any of you seen the like the trailers? Because they did a, a huge uh, slew of them uh, like a month ago for the so, new CW so, series. So we're talking about the fall TV series, yes. And I want to actually talk about that. I want each of us to kind of talk about the show we're excited about, whether it's a returning show or a new show. And I think I know which one you're talking okay. about. Okay, you're not so, getting that from me. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, um, damn, you don't have time CW, for TV anyway. Fucking damn you for taking <laughs> away my show. Uh, Secret Circle is dead. Uh-huh. dead. However, they are bringing back my favorite childhood show, The Tomorrow People. Really? It is... I love the Tomorrow So tell us what it is. It's going to be really, really good. It's like the X-Men, is right? Kind of. Except, um... 
sometimes they have a spaceship uh this time they're like the next step in human evolution or from the future yeah it's we're not sure superior yeah okay. but um they have yeah. these mental abilities alphas um yes okay. i which is not coming back god damn you sci-fi back either you know girl what was that other uh oh heroes uh what else uh, what else is no heroes design caesar was great but no that's all i watched that's all mental abilities um like telekinetic abilities telepathic abilities and then what the and then they can teleport. teleport. Yeah. yeah. Which was my favorite part. Uh-huh. And, oh, God. I love no, you, Megabyte. No, Bamf. No. Um, that would be too much. But that'd be, that'd they're, sue. they're bringing it back. Um, now, isn't there a Doctor Who connection with Tomorrow People? Didn't oh, like... God. Didn't like the guy that created the Daleks? Didn't he create oh, Tomorrow People? Oh, for fuck's people? sake, Brian. That, he, it's not six degrees of Doctor Who. I'm serious, though. I think he did. Rip that TARDIS dildo out your ass. <laughs> Please. I love Doctor Who just as much I, as you. I'm but not we can making, have a conversation. <laughs> I'm not making, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna just do a little research here. Oh, sweet merciful Christ! Please proceed. Thank you, Earl. Did I mention Thank getting you. my TARDIS tattoo? So the Tomorrow People is coming back. Favorite show on Nickelodeon as a kid. Oh. It was a British import. Um, Do they sell Doctor Who dildos? <laughs> You're saying get that out of my ass. I was sorry. I'm going to leave now. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm excited about that. But that's not the only thing that CW is giving like, their sci-fi, supernatural shows. Did anyone else see this? Which one? Okay, so there's the originals. From yes, the, Vampire the Vampire Diaries, Diaries, which takes place, it's like Klaus in uh, oh, New Orleans. It's all Klaus. about the witches. So, girl, you know we gotta watch this. I know. I don't watch Vampire Diaries. But you gotta watch American Horror Story too. That's all about the witches. Yeah, Angela no, no. Bassett. Angela Bassett. Uh, so that's what you're. Bates. Are you yeah. excited about to- but, the Coven? Yes. No, that's gonna be super cool, and I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna be able to watch it. What? But, Let's go back. We need to bring it in. To what? CW. Oh, CW. They're also doing this Romeo and Juliet. We've already seen it before in um, Roswell, but it's called Starcross. And it's pretty much like Alienation, where these aliens end up as, like, refugees on Earth. Yeah. Can they drink milk? Kind of. Do they like, does it get them all fucked up? Yeah, I don't know. Um, But it's, (laughs) and and, and they have those, they look like normal humans, but they have those kind of, like, um, trill spots. That you know, they're aliens. That's their designator. Um, With tattoos on their yeah. So that's that's coming. That's mid season. Let's expand our networks into other shows. Uh, I'm not finished yet. Well, we're not doing. Fuck you. We're not doing a CW commercial. You just mentioned Doctor Who. We're talking about the CW. We're talking about twenty fall. I'm TV. talking. I am talking. You are not. That's how this is you're working. You're doing the thing with the hand. What is anyway, that? Anyway. It's like a, you're telling I'm talking. It's really important mm-hmm. because the CW is putting out all of these sci-fi fantasy shows mm-hmm. like The 100, which is like these people in this dystopian society in space because Earth has been irradiated due to the last um, like world war mm-hmm. are being sent back and they decide to rebel and now you have all these like mutant hybrid like plant uh flora and fauna in this world yeah. and them trying to set up a like uh, a society with it plus they're doing this like bloody mary the rain kind of like the tutors for oh my the god yes yeah, that looks i terrible. did see that that looks terrible that but looks bitch you know i'm gonna watch it <laughs> all right and now we yes. can move on well, to whatever okay. doctor who this is brought to you by the cw 
who are sponsoring this week's episode of Flame On. You know what? You say this now, but when the CW is pulling it in like it did during the Dawson Creek era, then they're going to be coming oh to me. It's like, oh, was right. Bitch, How long ago was that? Crow. How many prepare years ago was crow. that? Like 10 years ago? It was the, it was the WB. Still. Eric, yeah. what show are you excited about? I'm curious, not excited about it, but curious about Sleepy Hollow. That airs tonight, actually, when we're recording. I know, I have a DVR. I'm I, curious to you report back and let me know if I should bother. Yeah, I tell I'm you about it, because I, I didn't know you were interested in it. But Brian might just cut me off for no damn reason. <laughs> that reminds me of my favorite Kanye West rap. Uh, so, ah! much, so much head, I, w- I woke up in Sleepy Hollow. Hey! I thought you meant Oral's grandstanding reminds oh, you. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Your video is the best. <laughs> Joshua, what are you most excited about? Um, I don't really watch much TV. The only thing I watch is Breaking Bad is because it's yeah. so good. And then Korra because it's so good. And Game of Thrones. And, and Game of Thrones. Shows, so yeah. can I say Game of Thrones? <laughs> uh, what about There's like three TV shows. Let me throw one out at you. I'll give you one. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I can see me not watching that. I could see me maybe checking out the pilot just to be like, yeah. oh, that's what that is. Um, you don't like uh, Agent Coulson? And- I do. Um, I don't have a huge crush on him like everyone else seems I to. I enjoy Clark it, but- uh, Grant. Yeah. And- Although, wait, while we're talking about that, why is Loki so popular? Because Tom Hiddleston is attractive and it's the Doctor Who conundrum. It's like a bunch of wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, young what? women find him. Oh, no. So this is where it's appropriate. Go ahead, Joshua. Is a bunch of young women find him attractive. Here's your yes. TARDIS dildo. You can put that up here. Okay. He's, he's very attractive. Um, and he plays that evil villain that you think might be really good in bed. Ah. Sympathetic villain. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Um, because th- they just went back and added a few more scenes in for Loki. Really? Yeah. They wow. just did some more shoot. It's, it's, the movies are almost done. It comes out. Very soon. Yeah, in like a month. Yeah. Yeah. So they just added more stuff. They went and filmed it. And there's a petition online that has like thousands and thousands of signatures for a Loki standalone movie. Huh. Mm. Well, I'm glad he's doing well as that character. He does it very well. I mean, certainly I, even in like Kid Loki, I kind of hear or see a little bit of Hiddleston, so. No, yeah. In that Comic-Con, he came out as Loki and like worked the crowd in character, (laughs) um, which apparently went over really well. And it was like the buzz of the con. talk about that later. So I have others I could go on about. I mean, I have the Dracula show. We didn't mention that on NBC. What? What? Um, Reese Myers. Mm. Oh, he's hot. Yeah. What's it? it Looks sexy. Now? No, no, no. No. Period piece. Looks sexy. Sexy Dracula. Dracula year zero or year one or something. Yeah, like 1900s. Like Um, vampires are there. From a gay perspective, Sean Hayes has a new show called Mm. Sean Saves the World playing a gay single dad. That's on NBC. That's exciting. I like Just Sean. Jack. Just Jack. That's you right. know what that's called? Normal Ohio with not John Goodman. <laughs> and Almost Human is a show with Carl Urban from Star Trek and actually Chronicles Riddick. Dread. Uh, of oh, yeah, he was in Chronicles, Chronicles of for all Thank of uh, 30 seconds. It was great. Yeah, I heard. Um, but I mean, uh, he's going to be in like a sort of very uh, Blade Runner-ish uh, cop drama set in the near future with robots. Oh, yeah. So I'm interested in that. Where, is, where he's, his, his robot partner is more human than he is. Yeah. No, <sighs> that sounds cool. I, I I like Carl Urban too a lot. But Me so, too. Anyway, lots of good TV, and of course. Hannibal will be back in, I guess, the spring, and that show was excellent. If you have not watched Comic Hannibal Comic books yet. are my TV. I don't have time for actual mm-hmm. shows. So let's talk about Miley. Oh, she's just being Miley, y'all. <laughs> I do not want to spend a lot of time on Miss Miley, but I will say this. Uh, the Wrecking Ball the song. The Twerking Ball? The Twerking Ball. There is a video of this naked, bearish individual riding a uh, big tire 
like a, yeah, a, a tire swing, tire. and they're playing that wrecking ball clip where she's you know swinging. Yeah, and he hits the fence, and then someone's off camera goes, "Nailed it." It was really funny. She's looking up. Um, I don't know. I don't care about Miley. Other than she's twerking it, and evidently that's like a that's like a minstrel show. Please explain you, that, Oral. Uh, it was so it was disgusting. so bad. Why so, is it like a minstrel show? It's like a minstrel show because most of her backup dancers, well, a good portion of them were black, um, and she had them just shaking their asses, or they had like these teddy bears dancing for them. Mm. Um, she shook her face in a black girl's ass. It was it it was very it was awful. Yeah. It was awful to say the least. Just from And like you're talking a, about the VMA performance. The VMA. Yeah, yeah, what, what's what we're talking it's about. It's just here. from a from a not even a professional standpoint, just from, from an entertainment standpoint. Yeah. I like nobody was digging that. that. See, I think she was trying to do what Britney Spears did when she went to the adult and did that song Slave. Yeah. She had a tasteful outfit, she had a great dance routine and it was hot. But yeah, but Miley but that just, wasn't that. Ugh. That wasn't that she was sticking out her tongue and I don't understand why everyone thinks twerking is something new. No. It's been around for decades. It's called booty dancing in most places and it's like, yeah, we've you know, well, Missy like, well, Madonna came out with Vogue. It was like all of a sudden. Oh yeah. Oh, They're just like, bitch. Well the VMAs <laughs> The VMAs have a tradition. I saw Paris is burning too. <laughs> they have a tradition of having an artist come out, whether it's Lady Gaga, Madonna, Britney, whoever. Don't give me that tradition bullshit. No, they do. VMAs are where these young artists come out or somewhat established ones and they want to make a thing. They and want they to take put, their clothes off. And they, they, they slut it up. So, I mean, it's nothing new. But, no, but I think we're saying thing. it just wasn't well done. No, and, no, and the terrible. song is terrible. Yeah, the song sounds like a bad like Rihanna remix. And who song. gave her a foam fig- finger? <laughs> that, like, oof. that um, was just awful. And, and why was Beetlejuice on stage? That's what I want I, I would. I, that's all very valid criticism. I am actually a proponent of Miley, and yep. people were very shocked at everything she did. And like, I was. They're like twerking and blah, 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 all this whatever. But uh-huh. she's actually been kind of behaving like that and doing kind of silly crazy things for a while for a while now uh it first sort of sparked when she put on a unicorn onesie and made like a black and white video of her twerking to the song called wop that's when i first fell in love with her <laughs> oh, no and call her what I, it is she's I, a wigger she is <laughs> <laughs> yes yes sorry wigger uh, it takes me back to middle school i know really yeah no yeah. that's that's wow. this is the definition is she really yeah because you know what there's there's a difference okay i'm gonna use just an urban term and then a gay like slang term. So there's a difference. If she was really like cool and down to earth, and people liked her, and she actually knew, like, if she was actually a part of that community, she'd be a banjee girl. You remember banjee? Mm-hmm. She'd be a banjee bitch, and we would love her to death. But what she is is, you know, yeah, I know I'm a white girl, but I'm a white girl who's down. I'm like, bitch, who said you were down? You were living <laughs> off achy breaky heart money. Well, no, she had I did read an interview today where she basically said, look, as a child, I was act, I was expected to act like an adult because I was in a career and I did all this stuff. She's like, now as an adult, I want to be a child. I she's be like, it's funny. She's, she's like a all 20, these Disney uh, kids that fucking just snap. Yeah, yeah. Amanda Bynes. Oh wait, no, she wasn't Disney. But oh my! She's I, oh, I want to no, talk about that. She's legitimately crazy, but people are treating Miley like she is on Amanda Bynes level, but she's, <laughs> well, not. she's not. She's honestly, she a, not. I think she's a twenty. 21 maybe year old girl. She's engaged to Thor's sister. Actually, they just broke that off today. But we're not going to talk about that. Liam. I was was hoping they broke her off. Who turns uh, down that? But she's just a girl of college. It looks like he left her. He wasn't happy with the VMA performance. But Mm. she's acting like a college girl. She's a 20 year old 
girl just yeah. having fun. She's on the t- she happens to be on top it of the world. True. College makes women actually less intelligent. It like their intelligence level Excuse just kind of ducks down, oh, and they go through the party phase, and then it comes back out. That's of not the true of all women. Woman. Don't say that. I I will say this. I have many friends who are women, and a lot of them in college acted a bit. I have many friends who are African Americans, so I can say colored. I will. I'm not. Look, I'm not calling them hoes or anything like that. There are just a lot of women. I, I I teach at a university. Hello, I know. I've seen, and for some reason, I'm not saying the men don't, but I've just observed women who come out of high school, like you know, very study, studious. That you know, they do really well, and then they just they go through the party crazy thing, and they just kind of I don't know. It's weird. It's that's weird. not intelligence. That's like the lifestyle of so like partying in college. college. They're choosing. And what about their the guys? Guys poorly. do that too. So they're stupid. Everyone just gets a little stupid in college. I expect men. What, to be I don't less like the gross generalization of women getting stupid in college. I expect, What's that about? Here's the deal. I expect more of women because I think they're usually smarter than most men. So I see these guys that's a double standard. Acting, if I've ever heard it. I don't Who care. are you? I Joshua, see, have you realized? See now, now that he's not just being racist. Oh, he's being sexist. sexist. I'm Sexist and I think women are more intelligent than men? Yes, I am sexist. I am right. Now he's going to bring this back to Doctor Who. Oh, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> no. <episode> 17. <laughs> As a professor, I expect less of my male Notice students than my female doctor. students. I am not a doctor. <laughs> This is <laughs> I'm serious. I'm being very serious. I, as a as a very gross generalization, very gross. No, this is going to be kind of. A- Please continue. I expect more of my female students because I want to believe, and I might be just totally sexist about this, that women on the average are a little more thoughtful and devoted and studious than men in college. But what I have seen, unfortunately, is not always that. And I see these women come in, maybe in the beginning of their career, they're very studious, coming out of high school, they get caught up in the party stuff, they get caught up in the whatever, and they just go kind of, So that's what I've seen. I'm not, I don't know, Jared. But that's not... Oh, this, sorry, go this on. is kind of just relating to Miley, but you know, as, as much of a big deal as people were making about it, you know, did they not pay attention to you know Fukushima, you know, leaking into the Pacific Ocean, you know, dangerous levels of radiation? <laughs> hey, going into no, the I'm thinking about going playing? to Japan, and I'm just like. I'll be in the south. <laughs> just, you know, maybe you think radiation? Yeah, you know, about maybe ten years we'll, sp- we'll be seeing Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. no, that doesn't matter. It's you know about no, Cyrus. Yes, it's all about Miley you know. Cyrus. I can compartmentalize. I can have a, a rousing discourse about post-colonialism, <laughs> or I can talk about celebrity trash. <laughs> Miley, who I don't think is stupid, mm-hmm. who I think is very smart, mm-hmm. has just gone down this. I'm gonna do what. I want. I'm gonna do what I please, and I the get the whole song. like mm-hmm. you know. I had to be an adult, and mm-hmm. now I want to act like a child. Like I've done it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it now. Hell, I left corporate America to work at a comic book store. I get it. But if you're like your shtick is presenting like pop culture and music, and you look like the trash heap from Fraggle Rock <laughs> having sex with like Coolio. I just know it's bad. Yeah, uh, it's very calculated. I, I think, and I, I, I think it was just badly executed. But I think she wanted to get a splash, and she did. So she yeah, was and I, I will say, just we can end this now. But I'd like to say, just personally, twerking—you have to have a big butt for that. And she got nothing. 
What? She's flat. I, but I'm talking about me personally. I have a big butt. Okay, really? I'm size 32 waist. Most people would. Oh believe that. God! What but, a tragedy! <laughs> that's not. And for me, for my like frame, people don't believe me when I uh. tell them that. But I have a big butt, and it's one dance move. Uh-huh. That's all but. So I'm living it up every time I go to the club. Oh, <laughs> Girl, and, welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> you put your tongue out. Please tell yeah, me. Yeah, and I pull my invisible hair. Like, oh, no, um, no, no, no. So, so have you guys, speaking of this, uh, Miley, and, and actually Amanda Bynes, have you seen, uh, what's the name of the uh, the song by uh, Alan Thicke or uh, Robin Thicke? Blurred, Blurred Lines. Lines. Blurred Binds by uh, Vicky. Vicky Vox. Uh, uh, Willem and. Detox. Oh, Will yeah. I am, man. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. Hilarious. Seriously. Hilarious. And I don't even know much about Miss Amanda Bynes other than she was a child star and she went a little crazy, whatever. That is some funny shit. It was hilarious. Yeah, that they're was, in a role. They that did was, That Boy is a Bottom. Uh, that's my They were excellent at Parliament when we saw them perform, and they are fucking funny. So, uh, Moving on. Work, bitch. Anybody listen to it yet? I'm, work, bitch. I've listened Sorry. to it multiple times. I even listened to it um, as I was closing up tonight in the store. Just saw multiple speakers blasting. And it's fun because it's not like you need a remix for it because it's its own remix. Yeah. Britney Spears' oh. new single is just straight up, I'm going to pretend to be Azalea Banks. <laughs> and I just Work recently bitch. saw this movie called Paris is Burning, y'all. <laughs> All right, but but you like it as a song? No, it's danceable. Okay, um, the lyrics are busted. Well, <laughs> you know, it's like super bad. You know, it's if like- I could, it's. I hate that song. I listened to it once, and I never want to hear it again. Really? And I'm a gay man who likes dancing to pop music, and this is super bad. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It, I feel it makes like... applause look like a masterpiece, <laughs> which I just thought was like, okay, which was like fun. Slowly applause. I think Katy Perry won me. that little battle, I swear. Although I hate that song. Oh, I like At it. least applause. It sounded like Lady Gaga wrote it, whereas um, Roar with Katy Perry total... sounded like someone engineered it. It took all these, like, oh, we're going to make a song, they're going to play at sporting events and use for empowering things. Well, because it's based on music, they do use it. I mean, it's it's that same like classic rock, you know, anthem. Yeah. The and then Britney Spears, yeah. someone was just like, "Yo, what do they play at the clubs? Uh, Iggy? Kind of okay, Swedish. let's get some Iggy in there." It was a Swedish EDM band, and she can't uh, sing anymore, so she uses this little baby voice, "My teeny, my no, teeny." She's never been. It's good. awful. I don't, I don't think she's a good singer. Now, Doctor Who, there is the Series Seven soundtrack out. I'm serious. This is on the agenda. It's on the agenda. We I want the agenda before we sit down. Don't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joshua did, and Oral did this time. Well, you started. It. That's okay. You start. You get a pass. I get a pass. You don't. You didn't put. Go back. You put like next to nothing. Some, yeah, yeah. I really but no, I want to say because a lot of people don't know it's out. It's out. Series seven. The entire soundtrack for that whole series is out, and it's not on Amazon. You have to go to the damn. Uh, what oh, is see, it? It's already too BBC? complicated, Brian. No, the silver screen. The the, the 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 album producer, whatever. They sell it, and you can get it. But for some reason, Amazon doesn't have it yet. So it's excellent. I loved it very much, and they're putting out the Christmas specials. The last two as a single. Uh, disc coming out in October. That's so. going to play on loop in this house during the month of December. No, no. Okay, I play Christmas music. And the first week in November. Well, the last week. I do play the uh, the shark one. The the, the, uh, the opera singer singing you know, with the flying sharks going around. I like that one. Now, I also want to mention, mention of Monsters and Men, which I figured Joshua might be... Uh, do you like them? Yeah, listen to their CD. What about them, though? I just discovered them because of the Walter Mitty trailer. Um, the wonderful or the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah, with, uh, awesome Ben Stiller movie. Yeah, it looks really beautiful. But the song, Dirty Paws, from that, like, it's 
such a cool song and it's like uh, Mumford and Sons asked Bjork to be on as a, <laughs> as a singer yeah. and so it's got this awesome and a little bit of uh, what's her name lights and uh, Ellie Goulding yeah a little Ellie Goulding sort of sounding too but but really I just I love their their little band I hadn't heard of them yeah it's very uh, reserved and um, really thoughtful lyrics and stuff some of it can get a little too a little too like slow and yeah. but it's very a, a good sound I enjoyed the CD another little Icelandic, Icelandic band so everyone I, loves their name yeah they're of monsters and men so we will move on to uh, Cher speaking of uh, gay and music this was actually just out today Cher has turned down the Sochi Olympics she will not be performing there because ta-da they're a bunch of homophobes so yay no Cher at the Olympics I'm wondering now what singer or band will actually say yes and will there be a gay backlash what what Olympics the winter ones next year Oh, Sochi, Sochi, in Sochi, Russia. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. I'm sorry. So yeah, no, no. So I, I'm just, I'm really curious now. To what band will say yes, and will there be a backlash like there has been against Stoli and God knows whatever else? So we're all very interested. So I'll move on. Miss America, Nina Davuluri, beautiful, she's uh, gorgeous. Indian. What did you say? She's not Native she's, American. She's, she's Indian American. Indian American. Yeah, yeah, she's Native American. No, no. I think she's gorgeous. I really do. And I haven't she seen is. her perform her Bollywood number, but I actually. Really want to I watched it. It was pretty hot. That was I, awesome. I just I don't watch TV, but you watch Miss America. <laughs> well, no. It's I heard up. about it after the fact when I heard how like the internet completely bashed her and was calling her like a terrorist and a Muslim what? and oh yeah and Mrs. all these seven eleven uh, instead of Miss uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it was it was some pretty like you know the, what we'd expect from the internet but we're, we're supposed to live in a I use this in air quotes post racial society yeah, no, no. and she's from New York and what what is more New York than a, a, a you know American Indian woman you know making your way yeah no I, I i think she's beautiful and i'm i'm just so thrilled that she she got it see this is why i only watch miss universe oh yeah well speaking of miss- the rich white women <laughs> speaking oh because it's representative of the whole world is that one yes oh, I got you. well speaking of miss america right coming up is missed america which yes. our friend chantelle roche is competing in now correct me if i'm wrong okay but didn't i host a fantastic show with her yes in fact that's what i was going to mention very Play soon the flashback music oh lord cute no, no 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 uh-huh. are we flashing back to the recording that hasn't come out yet yes oh that's not gonna work so <laughs> we all this will be coming up very soon in the feed if you are listening to this uh, a little time after uh, this has been released you might actually see it in the feed it is the first episode of drag is the new spandex yes our ongoing ongoing titled microsode so uh you know it'll be flame on presents or it'll be something 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 we're not sure but uh drag is new spandex and oral is the host i am pat I- and i are, are your lovely assistants yes you you guys do a wonderful job and that we basically do all the work and you show up and get to interview them yes <laughs> it's a dream i feel like wendy williams seriously though we have drag queens very excited about this i've talked to at least three that are ready to go Ooh, i have three more interviews lined up you I will love have my people you will have more than blah, this blah, blah, blah. <laughs> because it is our hope that we will use this as a springboard to reach out to the community at large right now we mm-hmm. have a couple local people who are fabulous but we would like to reach out to people um, who have made it pandora in box. other pandora oh, boxes on our hit list yeah. no awesome. question so yeah. if you have a drag queen that you either they don't have to have any notoriety whatsoever if you think their story needs to be heard we would like to know please let us know uh, flameonshow.com or flameonshow on facebook and ladies and gentlemen there was laughter 
there were tears there oh it was it was actually no it was two hours that i felt were very special and i had been drinking a bit so that probably helped but i mean we, <laughs> it, it, went, it went full on sisterhood of the traveling it was it was like it was good and what was funny is we kept wanting to basically like wrap it up we thought okay well we've we've gotten enough and she wanted to keep going so we're like all right and you know you know me i know that i talk a lot not like most people in what mm, who don't no. realize it you were good but I, yeah i was so super proud I was and very proud of you. and it was like the best interview like we've done yet and it can only go well downhill from there but I'm seriously <laughs> no I can. I, i'm very excited about the people we have lined up because they, see the point isn't just to make the comparison of dragons superheroes and all that which is still true but i want to get their stories and some of these queens that we know have been performing for years and if Chantel is any indication they have some amazing stories yes. i'd love to get out there yes. so that's I, coming up well so you went from marvel cosmic what the what to this huh it's super i'm super excited about this new series i mean i really wanted to call it all queens and me but that didn't happen <laughs> oh, God, just be thankful we didn't insist you be called dita ritz the whole time <laughs> i don't sound like dita ritz <laughs> oh so you i do. love dita ritz. You so do i don't um, sound like dita ritz. so let's move on to some comic books which is of course what many of you have said is just your favorite part of the show the section about comic books like is just our best thing ever. Right. You suffered through everything and now yeah. you're here. Or you've skipped ahead. So here's yeah, yeah. the comic books. Um, there's some, some news and some controversy that we need to kind of get out of the way. Um, one story, which of course involves Miss Batwoman, is actually not yeah. nearly as controversial as it seemed like at first. Um, J.H. Williams III and um, H. I'm sorry, W. Hayden Blackman uh, were the creators of the book, or not the creators, but people working on the book, and they wanted to have Batwoman, uh, her alter ego. What's her uh, her actual Kate, name? Kate Kane. Kate Kane. Yeah. yeah, they wanted to have her get married on page with her fiance, who's Maggie Sawyer. Yes, Maggie Sawyer, and. Lesbians. DC said, we don't want you to have the wedding on the page. And I guess they did this at the last minute. So it's the kind of playing along with the, the, the idea that DC's editorial is very invasive, sometimes changing their mind or, or what have you. Um, and many people got very bent out of shape because they thought it was an anti-gay thing. Okay. Well, also, mm -hmm. that's not quite – again, that, that's, that's not as bad as some of the headlines I saw, mm -hmm. like DC's homophobic, DC right. bans gay marriage. It's even less pointed against gay marriage as what you just said. It's mm -hmm. really – they le wrote a letter to why they were leaving, and they said DC made a lot of last-minute editorial changes. There's a lot of editorial interference on decisions that they had made for the, the story years ago and planning it. and building towards, and DC – and they had enough, so they um, so they quit. And he said some of these things were, you know, we had like this storyline going here, and like this villain with Killer Croc, we were going to do this, but we had to change that, yep. and they wouldn't let us show, uh, you know, Batwoman getting married, cause even though she's engaged right now. Um, and that was just like one one tiny thing right. in a list of, of bigger issues. So that that wasn't the focus of, right. of why they were quitting. No, you're right. And, but people blew up, and of yeah. course, and, and rightfully so, because you know it wouldn't be the first time that something mm -hmm. like that right. would happen. But that was not the case. They've come out and said that the creators and DC DC used their Twitter to like squash the rumor which they never do that so wow. you could tell how like sensitive uh, they were to it but it, I just think it really does suck because they're doing such a great job well, uh, with her so now that's that okay J.H. Williams is also supposed to be uh, teamed up to do the Sandman now does that get interfere since that's I don't think so no no he said not. he said no that's like two separate things yeah and he, he hasn't destroyed his relationship with DC like yeah. it wasn't like they had a very actually professional like departure um, from the book 
just because they just disagreed. It wasn't like a big, you know, Rob, you. Rob, Rob Liefeld. I'm leaving. Yeah, it wasn't like Rob Liefeld who just, just but like. But they do sign NDAs, bah. and I'm wondering, because they signed the NDAs, is that a violation of that? So, no, Sandman. They, well, something like so, Sandman, they're not. No, they've been so yeah. vague about when Sandman's actually coming out mm-hmm. that they, they will not delay it any further. Probably not. But, I mean, this was a big sort of tempest in the teapot. But it, it brought up the issue of. Should, that means Storm. Should characters be allowed to get married on the books? And a lot of the, the, the idea now, both Marvel and DC, is that no, characters should really not be getting married, shown being, you know, as married. It kind of takes away options for the storytellers. And that's an interesting yeah. debate. The only um, character who's married is Aquaman. Animal Man, I Aquaman think. Aquaman is not married. No, you've got it reversed. Animal Man is married yep. and is about to get a yeah, divorce. Like that's what it's looking yeah. I'm pretty sure Aquaman's nope. married. I just read an article today and they said, Actually, they're not married, which I was surprised too. They're not. No, no. They just refer to each other as like the king and queen, but they just they've just been in a long term relationship. I for so read long. this today. That's why I'm saying it with such Where? certainty. I don't remember. It was it's, I've, I've read it in multiple articles. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay. Well, yeah. well, there you go. Well, so it just shows you that it wasn't just just this gay people can't get married. No. It's just that none of their hair. Right. They don't want them. And it. No. I mean. It's probably better that way. Well, and the look, new writer look coming at how on. how angry people get. The new writer coming on, I forgot his name. We just talked about on Comic Book Bears. Homosexual. He's gay as well. Yeah. So, you know what? You know. This is, this is a move because DC and Marvel, like, I mean, they want the characters to be younger mm-hmm. and more approachable. And all I keep thinking of is, all your mamas, the clock and dollars, <laughs> throw your hands up at me. <laughs> Blink, blink. All you ladies, what? I don't know. I, I I got it oral. I got it. Thank you. What is it? Single ladies? I don't know. Charlie's uh, Charlie. I didn't know your angels could get down like that. I'm sorry. Oh, Cameron D and Destiny. Charlie's angels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that probably question. Was... Tell me what you think about this. You know what? I'm not even. That was probably the Shoes era. On my feet, I bought them. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to listen to that kind of music. I'm just saying. That was probably that era. How old are you? 36. When did it come out? Honey, this we recent? were in our like, late 20s, early 30s. Oh, <laughs> Think of Charlie's Angels. Yes. Destiny's Child. Child oh, of Destiny. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I chose not to listen to that kind of music then. That's what it was. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Because it was black. Excellent. And we all know he's what? a sexist racist. <laughs> listen. <laughs> I'm gonna no, I'm not gonna even go there. So uh let's talk about Harley Quinn committing suicide in creative ways. Yeah. Did you guys see this? Uh I read this today too. Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti were two of the people involved in this, and the whole thing was meant to like, hey, if you guys want to submit your original art, we'll put this in an upcoming issue. I guess they're gonna do a Harley Quinn series. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. yeah. And which by Amanda Connor, I'm very excited. And it was like meant as a joke. Like like this is sort of we're making fun of the ridiculous oversexed sort of dark thing that DC is doing now. So here are some examples. Come up with something for that. And people just took it the wrong way and got all bent out of shape and thought, oh, DC, oh, they're Watch pushing... Watch Harley Quinn to uh, yeah. commit suicide. I was like, what? And so... Well, even that could have been funny if it was, you know, in the proper term. But well, but I mean, it was, meant as a, it was meant as a pastiche or a rule of satire about the, the way it's being portrayed now. So, like... That I read that today. I was like, "Oh, super villain suicide! Don't they do said, it." Yeah, they, they, what they did was they wrote the script, and all that was in the script of her like wearing meat and going into a crocodile pit and doing all, all these ways to. Tr- and then she was in the bathtub, and she's about to like pull like a, a cord or something to yeah. let all these electronics fall into the bathtub with her while she's naked. And the thing is, 
even though they can come back now, like, oh, no, no, satire is like a joke, blah, blah, blah. I think they were right. They, it wasn't in the script. It, nothing uh, in the script led you to believe it was being satirical or that they should draw it uh, with that tone or anything. Yeah. So a lot of people, and that's their fault, you know, as, uh, you know, as the writers. Again, um, this very is example. Kind of, it was poor taste, especially for an art submission. Shouldn't yeah. you have them draw, I don't know, superheroes? Not- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Naked women killing themselves in bathtubs. Unfortunately, this is a trend of DC maybe not making the most um, appropriate decisions with their public face, you know. But at the end of the day, I trust Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor. They are very funny. They do this kind of stuff. They did it with Power Girl very well. Uh, not so much the suicide thing, but, you know, just the, the sticker of poking fun at the character and all that. So, Question. Are, yes. Are any of us actually excited about the Harley series? Because. No. Well, I'm, I'm not. Now that I know that they're doing it, yes. See, the thing is, is that, I mean, I understand where DC knows that the, what side of the bread is better. Like, that is just right, Harley. Exactly what it is. Batman. It's just, do we need another Batman title? Do we she's need another? She's a moneymaker. She's, that's the thing. It's pure moneymaker. Yeah. And, but if it's handled correctly, and Amanda Connor's great, and Jim Palmani's great, it could be a good book. Yeah. If. It, yeah. If. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Justin Gray. I'm sure he's not there somewhere. So, yeah, he's, he's always, always, Wait, always well, Can someone explain that to me? Why is it always Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray? I don't know. They're all sleeping together. Okay. Supposedly he is a real person. <laughs> that I wasn't sure about. I was like, oh, maybe it's just somebody to share the blame. I don't know. But no, I, I asked him. I think I asked Amanda at one point. I asked he's one of the two. He's never conventions or whatever. Well, I know. He's a tour, him. but I think he's, he's it, real. It makes no sense to me that are, are, are their stories so good that they like – that when they work together that you can't have them be separate and also the money in comics isn't so great know, it's that it's true. worth splitting yeah, is it? Yeah, no. Well, Palmiotti did pretty well with Marvel and so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But let's move on because we have some uh, actual books we want to talk about uh, that are here and now. In fact, uh, I know in the agenda we usually start with indie, but since we're talking about Harley and DC stuff, let's talk about DC first. Do the villains? Yeah. I mean, Harley got uh, one of the villains. Uh, what do they call Villains United Month? Villains Month? Forever Evil. Forever Evil. Forever Evil. Yeah, that Villains Unite is their old, sh- uh, old yeah. thing they did. But um, I read the Harley one because Chris Burnham did the cover, and I love Chris Burnham's art. Um, but I didn't really think that it was Batman Incorporated. No, you didn't like, you don't like their no. art? No. Oh, I like it. No. Um, it's very Frank Quietly, but sort of cartoony. My boobs were so lopsided. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, it was so girl, lopsided. She's about to have a double mastectomy. How dare you? <laughs> so did any of us enjoy any of the Villains Month uh, books. 
I really liked the Zod one. Okay. I didn't expect that to be good. And even the story didn't go anywhere crazy or new or anything. But just the way it was told by Greg Pak, yeah, yeah, who's taking yeah. over Action Comics. Yeah. The way he did it was just so good. And the art was really good. There's this shot. Uh, it, it starts with Zod. is with like his scientist parents. And they're off in the jungle looking for... And they're like capturing like beasts, like little like samples. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, they, I don't know. So, the like, jungle boy. <laughs> yeah. And then um, his, his parents get eaten by monsters. And he's alone in the jungle for a year. But he's Zod... And he's like crazy, and then this rescue team finds him a year later, and he's covered in like beast hides, and he's got like a, a, a handmade bow and arrow, mm. and he looks like he looks like a lost boy, but like a badass right. lost boy. And I just that image of him, like he is a monster. He's like home amongst the monsters. Well, there's no, there's nothing for him to survive. He says that to the ruling council, of Krypton. He's like, I am your monster. Yeah. I will be the worst thing you can imagine to save to keep you safe, to keep Krypton safe. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like it tied into some of the, the plot. Not the plot, but just the, the feel of the movie, of the recent movie, Man of Steel, in that, you know, they know each other, and I know this, a lot of this is drawn from comics over the years, but, like, it reminded me of that, the fact that he was born of a scientist family was kind of surprising. I yeah. didn't think that would be the, you know, but, um, I don't know, it was, it was okay. I, I'm kind of curious now if Pac brings him it's into really action, right. as, you know. Yeah. That's actually a very unclear thing to me about this Villains Month yes. thing. Is like for That's example, Green Lantern they had Mongol, but you didn't really weren't really sure when the story took place. And I was like, is and they didn't. Nor did they tease that Mongol was going to be up in a story. They were just like, hey, this guy's fought Green Lantern. Let's do a story about him. And it's completely isolated. It's by Jim Starlin. It's like, did they just like let Jim Starlin write a story because it's Jim Starlin and this has nothing to do with Green Lantern, or is this going to come into play? It's you know, weird. it was I very. Think- Weird. Yeah, because it's showing things from the past. First, I thought it was all origins. It was going to be all origin one shots, and then it, it starts relating to what's going on with the first yes. evil. Yeah, like couple Black, of Black Manta. His like ties in. Yeah, like like you literally see his point of view from the whole event. But I mean, like only a couple of them that I read had anything to do with Villains United or I keep saying it Forever Evil. Like they, a lot of them were just standalone, uh, still on not even origin stories. Like the Joker was about Joker's pet ape or Ugh. monkey or something, and it was like what. The fuck? What? It was interesting, and I love the art in the beginning of it when it goes into his a little bit of his past. Yeah, I thought it was really creepy and weird. It was weird. But then it went to a bizarre. But it's the same person who uh, wrote and drew it is doing that Damien series. Uh, oh one yeah, of the Cubits. Oh, Andy oh, is it one of the Cubits? Okay. Well, um, I don't know. A lot of them were bad. The Relic one was actually uh, the Relic. The Relic one no, was Relic cool. was good. Pretty good. Yeah, I liked Cyborg Superman well, was, because was it took good. a character I hated. Yeah, and made it. Oh my fucking god! Really? Yeah. Oh my! It's it's. Can I can I say it? Yeah. Here goes it, spoiler. Spoiler, yeah. it's Kara's father. Brainiac comes Supergirl's in, father. remakes what? Supergirl's father into Cyborg. Yeah, it's like Zor-El. Holy shit. Oh, that's shit. different. Yeah, yeah, it rips out Hank Henshaw's all gone. Huh? No, no, oh, yeah, thank God, because I hate that guy. Yeah, that I, Fantastic Four ripoff. The one part I thought was, I was like, what? Is when Brainiac's like building him up. He's like, and deface him and remake him in the superior countenance of, of, of uh, Jor-El. And I was like, uh-huh. damn, he calling you ugly. Yeah, <laughs> he calling you ugly and saying you're, you're worse. You know, yeah, he turns it from, a, from a blonde to a brunette and makes him look like Jor-El. Wow, that is yeah. messed up. Yeah. So that was fucked up. So I did, I like, enjoyed that one. And it made me almost want to read Supergirl. I know, I'm curious because she... He's like, in Supergirl issues. right yeah, now. Yeah, no, yeah. I read, I read uh, so the issue before. That's cool. Yeah. What about the actual Forever E... Oh, I'll remember one more thing. Dark Side. Um... I don't remember what Thanos? Dark Side. Oh yeah, Dark Side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what. Actually, no. Dark Side came first. 
No, it didn't. No, but the story that was it was right. Yeah, out. it was right. Actually, did it remind you. You're, you're right. So, but is that very similar to his actual origin? I don't know. That's mm. the first time I got it because I origin. have those Kirby um, uh, Fourth World books, and I think I've read them. And I don't remember. I, I don't actually think Kirby even dealt. No, that's not his. That's like a new into, take. Yeah, and actually, no. it might have been a Starlin. So it's edition. him and High Father are brothers. Yes. Well, that were they're friends? Well, no, no, they're they, they're they friends. No, they were. Um, I think they're related by marriage. Yeah, I think I think they're okay. related by the marriage. Wife gets killed or whatever. And yeah. Okay. So yeah. So High Father's wife was Darkseid's sister. sister. Okay. All right. So they're really not related. But at I all. do like <laughs> that he basically killed the old gods. It yeah. wasn't that the he old gods. Did Jack died. and the Beanstalk. He and... totally took them down and took their power. So that was kind of cool. But um, the Forever Evil itself. Uh, one thing I was a little confused about, and I, I understand it's a storytelling device, but it seems very weird. The end of Trinity War, basically, they uh, reveal that this little Pandora box is like a mother box and can open a boom tube to bring over the Earth Three people. And an Aquaman shows up and dies. Well, they're Sea-King. they're equivalent Aquaman, right? Seeking, which is kind of funny, yeah. But then they don't really reveal or that that series just kind of ends with a cliffhanger, right? Yeah, and, we have no idea what happened to the Justice League or anybody. Right. And then this new stuff starts up and, oh, they've already taken over. Everything's kind of done. And they're like, the Justice League is dead. And they're like throwing the no. Superman's cape and Wonder Woman's lasso and right. Aquaman's trident. And we, My of course, know that's was, not what uh, happened. But, you know. What was it? Monocle? I never heard this freaking <laughs> guy before. And the minute he started talking, I'm like, oh, you're a dead man. I've never heard Red of you. Red shirt villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. But um, I love Ultraman freebasing. Oh, oh my snorting God. back the crack <laughs> kryptonite. That was hilarious. And then, of course, the um, let's see, let's move the moon in front of the sun. Yeah. What? Yeah. what? Actually, they explain that in Black Manta. Well, okay. We don't see any repercussions of it, uh-huh. but Black Manta is like on the coast when that happens, uh-huh. and he gets like caught up in a huge tidal wave and they show Ultraman he's like oh I didn't, I didn't think about that the tides yeah so it's like uh, an afterthought that he just funny. ruined the world well, um, but then the best line to uh, come of, of moving the moon uh, was it, it forced Lex Luthor to say this looks like a job for Superman and I was yes. like what that was pretty funny the Le- Lex Luthor looks like he's going to be sort of the lead of, of Forever Evil I, of I love it well what I also loved is the fact and I heard this on iFanboy uh, actually today when uh, Black Manta had his villains uh, tie-in yes. Like, he's like, oh, you killed Aquaman? All right, I'm done. I'm good. I'm out. Like, he basically didn't. He's like... I have no purpose. Yeah, I mean, that's all I cared about, so see ya. Yeah, and then... <laughs> well, then uh, Ultraman wrecks the oceans and the um, the world with, by moving the moon, and yeah. he's like, okay, maybe I have a, a new purpose now that my old purpose is gone. Which is my actually a good thing. And is dad is great. <laughs> yeah, that was messed up. But, yeah. You know, yeah, which is just sort of fight the evil. So that's kind of cool. I will say that while certain aspects and it's we're only halfway through one of the most difficult months for working at a comic book store. Do you I have any copies of like the three D covers? Do you have any Can Harley? Get- no, I don't fucking have any fucking goddamn Harley. Shut your fucking mouth. Do her bro- boobs like pop out? I don't know. I didn't see them. Okay, I don't I care. Yeah. Um, so what's our what's our take? We've all seen the three D covers now. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. They just add depth. Were they worth the madness? No. no. Oh, okay. And that's the thing. Some have is that- a, an animated move like the Joker, like the the teeth chatter when you move. Some them. of them move. Some of them don't. And that's the thing is that you know you can put all of these flashy covers on these like books, but for the most part. They're throwaways and yeah. not very good at all. This is the '90s incarnate. I feel yeah. like and because well, at least it's not the little hologram cards now. Yeah, which and I kind of thought those were cool. And, and the thing is, is that power, yeah. you know, 
forever evil dc swore up and down that the internet would like nightwings was going to make the internet explode and oh didn't god. even pop that was oh my god and nothing was, like such supposed to be such a big deal unless they kill him later oh maybe and the thing is is that okay so we only got the first like iteration of the story mm-hmm. i wasn't impressed like i'm really bored and the problem is uh. if they don't change their course for like fans like me well, this thing goes on till fucking march well it's only it was one issue okay and it was just a major setup but the whole thing with nightwing i'm sorry if you're going up you're a human going up against ultraman and superwoman you're dead you're dead you have a barbed wire lasso wrapped around your neck yeah right. you're dead wait that wasn't i think they used wonder woman's lasso didn't they no it was hers it yeah. was superwoman Ooh. yeah oh yeah cheetah got the lasso and, oh, had, like a broken tooth what the fuck? yeah <laughs> although um i heard jeff johns explain it in an interview Interview. on IGN you can go look on IGN uh-huh. uh, that you know they took out the Justice League so who's the most experienced person with like the most knowledge and who would be the biggest threat is Nightwing he's at the top of the next generation of heroes yeah. with the Justice League knocked out he's sort of the top dog now Makes sense. so that's why they went after him well they got rid of Donna she could have been Nan Wally but no I actually am not I'm excited they mentioned Ted Cord sort of in passing Cor- being Boys. ex Extorted. Well, yeah. the dad is not Ted. Yeah, oh. so Extorted. he might be uh, the new Blue Beetle. I mean, they might bring him back. That'd be cool. Although I can't imagine after all the media that uh, Jaime is that the other Blue Beetle. Jaime, yeah. yeah. After he's gotten all that attention, I can't believe they would go back and do a Ted Cord thing. But um, who knows what they'll do? Hopefully, they won't make it really awful, yeah. <laughs> like some we'll other things have see. been. Are there but any other DC books really that exciting that's right all now? That's going on now? Honestly, yeah, it's, that's the big thing. So. I'm excited for Lights Out just to see yeah. what that'll be. Cool. What's up with that? Did that we talk cool. about that? They like fucked over the Blue Lanterns. Oh my god! Oh. I actually read that um, and, uh, last year. Tony Bedard had the Reach, which are the villainous Blue Beetle people, uh-huh. come and destroy the Blue Lantern planet and take their battery. And then now Justin Jordan just had a Relic come in in a display of power, uh-huh. suck up the Blue Lantern battery, and kill all, all the Blue Lanterns except one. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Why are we picking on these guys so much? They're, hope, they're my favorite core. Oh, they're hope? terrible. Why are they there terrible? is no hope. <laughs> All will be well. Listen, hope is always crushed, but it's never extinguished. Uh, and there was an awesome, awesome giraffe blue lantern. Yeah, he's dead now. I or, know. I'm, he or she. I'm just sad the little uh, elephant guy got killed. Yeah, the elephant. <laughs> oh, you mean Ganesh? Ganesh. Oh, the way they drew it, though, it was very much the uh, monks immolating themselves. Did you know Yeah. That? I was like, oh, my God, come on. But no, I'm, I'm excited about Lights Out. I wasn't until I read the Relic uh, origin. I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I got to go with the Galactus thing. I liked thing. that origin, but I, I feel like it didn't shed any light on Relic as a person. You know, I feel like anyone could have been in that spot. Right. And it would have been the exact same story. It was cool about, uh, you know, resources... Uh, going away and that the universe has its own sort of like oil right. that can and be basically tapped. he's going I told you so damn I'm, yeah. I'm making a leap because I'm bored and it's so he's relic is to the universe what Jor-El was to Krypton no I said I made a leap because it's I was bored. It's more like Galactus. He's, Galactus. he's the Galactus. He's totally uh, Galactus. Well, no, 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 no. He's in, giant. In he's practice. the last survivor of a universe. And, no, I'm uh, saying... He, in, but he doesn't have the munchies. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was saying in practice, like, we all know that Relic from the other, the old universe into this one is Galactus. That's easy. But I'm saying Jarrell is to Krypton. What he is is like, hey, Chicken listen. Little. I told you. I'm, you know, we really need to do something Chicken about Little. It. And instead of guys yeah, he's yep, like, yep. "Well, I'm just gonna do what I do until the end." And then he gets t- 
tossed to a new planet or a new system where he gets all these incredible powers because nothing works for him and like he's just like the Green Lantern version of Superman he's gone bad that wall right yeah, yeah. And the source, the source wall. wall yeah that's cool I think that was the first was well, that actually the source wall of, of that concept that's, yeah little fourth world thing going but let's move on to more or actually let's go back to indie stuff because i don't want to end well do you want to end let, do you want it let's end with the best and the best i think is the indie stuff so we'll do marvel next and since we're talking about big events uh other than forever evil the next biggest if not bigger event is infinity, infinity. battle infinity. yet oh yeah oh, i'm sorry there's three huge events i almost right wanted now. to make it <laughs> yeah, no, no. that's not expensive or anything no jesus Wait, but three infinity battle the atom that's, 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 that's forever three. evil forever. yeah okay. three. so infinity i'm loving it mm-hmm. i'm so I'm mean, of course I'm a big Hickman fan yeah and I think the way he's telling the story is very good if you're not reading the tie-in uh, Avengers tie-in Avengers books, and New Avengers those are the mandatories well if you're not they're retaking certain key moments from them yeah. and they're putting them in the main book so you yep. if you're reading both you're actually kind of like oh I just saw this Wait see but I'm not that way I okay. mean maybe because I don't pay for them but uh-huh. like mm-hmm. I'm just like it, it, for me it's playing out this huge huge issue and instead of like I'm not reading all of the tie-ins like if I'm already reading You're that reading series the symbol no <laughs> actually I thumbed through that I'm just like who bitch Kelly Sue DeConnick I love Kelly Sue no, but here's the thing like if you're reading if you were reading Avengers and New Avengers before you were uh, before Infinity you are loving this it's event paying off everything yeah I love it if you're not and you're using this as a bridge to read Avengers and New Avengers it's fantastic yeah if you're reading like Thunderbolt I don't know why but if you're reading thunder well charles soul is he's yeah. still on the book yeah okay i should give it's it a pretty shot. good it's pretty good like some of the tie-ins are great yeah um some of them are just whatever they're How mighty avengers Cricket, cricket! Uh, wow. oh, it, Not even a breath. The only thing I care about is I want to know who the little guy in the Spider-Man outfit is. Not Superior Spider-Man. We know who he yeah. is. Yeah. How do you say it's Prispendius Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Blah 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 blah. I'm really curious about that, but that's about it. Um, I love Nick Cage or Nick Cage, just call Luke Cage. I love all the characters. I even love Spectrum. Yeah. Who was Captain Marvel? Who was Photon? Yes. Monica Rambo. I loved Let her the in next for wave. a while. Yeah. And next wave, she was amazing. Yeah, she was in next wave. Um, and the thing is that that joke and that recurring joke is mm-hmm. like Monica Rambo was Captain Marvel for a while. I was Photon. I ran the Avengers. Nobody. They're like, who is Spectrum? Monica. Monica Rambo. Who? <laughs> Photon. Who? Yeah. The other Captain Marvel. She liked the fucking Avengers! <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, the main book is excellent. If you like space battles, you got that. If you like uh, political and sort of, like, dynastic intrigue, like Dune-level science mm-hmm. fiction-y intrigue, you got that with the Inhumans component. I don't know. It's, if you, oh, speaking so much. of that... Um, Matt, Matt Fraction yep. left Fantastic Four and we FF. Talk about Do we ever talk about time. that? Oh, yeah. I guess I'm just still not over I it. I was kind of sad that he left FF because I really like that. Inhumanity better be great. Well, I feel like saying. it's going to be big and it's going to be good. I hope so. They're really trying well, to. Up- I feel like it'll be more. It's not. He doesn't have the same. Uh, you know, the restrictions that he had with Fantastic Four. 
Like anything that he, I feel that he has restrictions on aren't as good as when he's just like, here you go, go crazy. Oh, sure. Like FF. Yeah. But FF is so good. And I hope All Red, I think he's writing it and drawing it, um, is going to be still pretty solid. But I don't know, man. I'm just, he's, he's killing it with it. And, um, yeah. What other uh, Marvels? Battle of the Atom. Battle of the Atom. Uh, I'm really enjoying uh, that. It's, yes. it's very, uh, oh, whereas, let, let's give Eric his moment. I'm back. I'm so pretty. Oh, so, for those that, any new listeners, Eric is under the delusion that. I am Jean Grey. Well, I thought you were Wonder Woman. That's in DC. No. I could cross universe. I'm the fucking Phoenix. <laughs> now we know. No, so in the second issue, they reveal that the Zorn-looking Zorna. character. Zorna. Zorna. Lady Zorna. Uh, is is uh, actually Jean Grey from the future. Wig. Uh, no, giving no. you a man yeah. in the iron mask feel. Yeah. She's and, the original Jean Grey all grown up from the future. Right. Coming back. How do you know girl? she's the original, though? She Because she says to Kitty, you made us a promise. So she's the kid who was put into the future that now grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. When you yeah. said original, I thought you meant like the oh, before. I meant, I meant the the, the, the basic, young Jean Grey. Okay, basic bitch uh, Jean Grey, Marvel the crazy girl. One. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so I don't know what the deal is with her mask. Why does she have to keep it on? She said her power. Uh, did that come out? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that, her power, that her powers are too strong. Okay, so she has to put the mask back. I on. wondered if it was keeping like the phoenix out of her or something. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. they haven't they haven't they really haven't said, said what, yeah. but that, yeah, that, something's oh, too much. Didn't come out, did it? The thing I'm about to say comes out this week. Well, I would like to see when Cyclops oh, yeah, sees no, her. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. Yeah. I would like to see when Cyclops. I guess is going to meet her pretty soon. Yeah. What I, one oh. thing I didn't understand is that. Oh God, it's so good. You read ahead. Oh. Um, who's but, the, who's the artist on this? The uncanny. Oh, they're bouncing around. Yeah. No, but I mean uncanny. Um, do you remember Bob Pastelo? Oh, okay. Uncanny. Okay, um, that's fine. I just wasn't One sure if it was phrased. I didn't again. get was in the first issue of Battle of the Atom when Kitty's team met up with Cyclops' team and they were like all buddy buddy. Like, aren't isn't Cyclops kind of like a bad no, guy? They were kind of douchebags at first. Then the Sentinels attacked and they realized they had to join force. Yeah, yeah, but they Kitty was buddy, like, buddy "Let's first. get him, Scott," or something like that. She was like smiling. Well, they're friend. This is the thing. I've seen this a couple times played out in my life, so I can speak with experience. You have this oh, relationship with someone. Down. You're very close with like let's say your brother and then some shit goes down and you're not talking to each other for a couple months at a time you're like this is just like you're still <laughs> deeply connected and you're still your brother or your friend or your co-teammate or whatever you just have a profound philosophical or some kind of drama or whatever's gotten in the way and even like it, sometimes it takes those events those really just spontaneous or like mutual enemies or whatever bringing you back together and then it's kind of like we're back together and it's like it didn't happen so I felt like that moment not that they're gonna go right back to being buddies or anything because they still have a very profound difference of opinion but that was that moment when they could reconnect and just like old times right it was just yeah. it was the mm, sentinels so. and Cyclops took out those sentinels no and I felt like that was well well written and well and believable. So. Oh, like he's like, oh, my powers don't work. Bah! Well, <laughs> everything's that's done. all. Yeah. yeah, even like Magneto's doing like precise thing with his magnetic stuff. And I was like, the only person who really looked like he got shafted was Emma. She's like, I have no mental powers, but I got my girls <laughs> <laughs> who don't really love me anymore, and they kind of <laughs> they can't stand me. Yeah. But I got my girls, and they're not. They're bleaching their hair. They're 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 dying their hair. They're all kinds of crazy. One of them is oh, but venturing. I, I just it, this is such a good event, and I'm so pleased with the fact that. 
this is a big event, but it's yep. not like you know, it's just just in the little group of books. No. Yeah. It's only two months, it's like eight issues. I mean, and yeah. and I like how fast it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love events cool. like that. People complain, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, what would you rather have? A book like not to to rag on it, Forever Evil, that seven issues drags on seven over months. seven months, or an event that changes the status quo just like that. Yeah. And it's done in two months, and chances are, if you love these characters, you were reading all those books anyway. Do you really think this is going to change the status quo much? They say it's going to. Hmm. They say it's going to change it. Because I know they have already been solicited. Gene Stay. Well, they've already been solicited to show the uh, uncanny, or not the uncanny, but the uh, all new are sticking around. So, at least at least a couple of them. Don't that, spoil no, that's that for not me. what they said. Don't spoil uh, that. That's for me. not what they said. Uh, They're like in the wake of uh-huh. Kitty without certain students, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so they're probably going to shake up the teams or something. You know? I'm enjoying this. So I just want to, and it's very. Whereas Infinity is this big, huge, crazy thing. There's crazy like in Thanos and the. It, it, this is just really just a bunch of people trying to like. It's very personal. Talk to yeah, yeah it's exactly. very like round. And I love I, the third issue because it spent time with Scott and Jean, and we haven't seen them. And this they're like is checking each other out. Well, okay, first changing their clothes. She goes to Beast, well, and she's like, "Come with me." He's like, "No, no." And she's like, "Oh, Scott." <laughs> <laughs> What are you saying? So obviously, uh-huh. she a hoe. Mm. Shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she's a teenage girl with uh, the most powerful well, teenage girl in the world. Pretty she's much. not in college yet. That's funny. I'm just kidding. She's just being Miley. <laughs> no, she's she, not twerk. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. Like Jean Grey throughout Marvel, this this new like spate of her mm-hmm. at Ultimate and and regular six one six. She's been a fucking bitch. I will say though that I have more. I give more slack to like regular Jean Grey mm-hmm. because like they're like oh it's time for you to go back P.S. you're gonna die <laughs> twice yeah. and she's like that. I mean what what teenage girl is going to be okay with what, anybody what person no, is, yeah, is gonna right. be okay with that you're we're right. like we need you to sacrifice yourself twice, you know, twice over <laughs> because that's just the way it is yeah very true. Now, what about Avengers Arena? Isn't that wrapping up? It it is wrapping up. It's going to turn into something else. Okay. And isn't the, the heist the bridge? Um, no, the hunt. The hunt. The hunt. Um, the the Infinity tie-in, uh, the four issue um series called The Hunt. Yeah. It's really like Ooh, I, cool. I'm a sucker for like the teenage stuff. Uh-huh. Um, the hunt's pretty good. It's the first issue. There was a lot of talking, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but those two books complement each other because they're dealing with hey, where do all these kids go? I guess they're all just skipping school and they're actually fighting for their life in the Death Dome yeah, and, arcades. Yeah, and Murder World. Yeah, Murder Island. But uh, it's it's really good. Like that yeah. book is action packed. It's very like you. The emotions palpable. Yeah, he really gets. I didn't know most of those characters when I first started reading it, and I was one of the people who was super skeptical of this. Is like, how dare they throw a bunch of like teenagers who you know with it's these story histories exploitive. that people really like, and yeah, and, and you know, and, and make that the Hunger Games money, you know, right? And but I I become really invested. Um, every now and then, actually, maybe a little too often, he'll have a miss, like a really bad chapter. Mm-hmm. Or and like especially his motivation for arcade doing it all is really bad. Mm-hmm. But for every one of those, there's just a really awesome, just like and it's so like pure like teenage essence and of and just of like desperation and survival and like uh, and like love and like romance and the stupid things you do for the people you love. This yeah. last issue 
one of the guys, you think the, the gay guy, turns out he he has like a super powerful. What is it? Like a demon inside of him? Uh-huh. Who is this? Those unleashed to the sides. It's of, it's one of the bloodstones. The Col- oh. Colin, Elsa's um, uh, Elsa's sister. Uh, Colin, yeah, Colin, Elsa's brother. Colin Bloodstone. He's just. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. He sorry. turns into this giant Godzilla monster and starts like wrecking the island and like hurting people and stuff. And then. Uh, it's all from Nara's point of view, who's this uh, amphibious uh, Atlantean. creature. Atlantean, yeah. Sort of like in the vein of Namor, but she's more oh. fishy. Yeah. She's, she's part of like the royal elite guard, like her line is. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and uh, so it's like super good. You're talking about the, the gay character in that, and it occurred to me, how can we not mention Young Avengers, where there's this drama between, uh, was it Teddy and... Teddy. Uh, um, oh. Prodigy. Pro- progeny, uh, prodigy. Prodigy, yeah, yeah. And uh, Hulkling. Yeah. Ooh. That's... Billy. So Billy. Well, David, your home wrecking hussy. It's interesting. It's, no, it's interesting well, no, because. It's Loki who really did it. Yeah, yeah, the whole idea is that uh, Teddy, right? That's Scarlet Witch's son? No, no. Billy. 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 I always get confused. Is, is potentially, at least maybe, but probably not. Uh, he can alter reality. That's his, that's his mother's power. That maybe he has somehow like got uh, Hulkling to fall in love with him. Like that, that, that there's some indu- influence, and so Hulkling, after being kissed by was a prodigy, yeah, you know, is now just confused and is like, oh my love god, me. maybe if Curtis <laughs> was supposed to love me, if I spend time away, maybe it'll, it'll clarify my feelings, and, and it's a very sort of real world sort of emotional yeah. thing that they're doing amidst this, you know, universe. Uh, jumping uh, adventure. The 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 past like two issues of that of Young Avengers like for me every issue has gotten better and better, mm-hmm. but these past two issues have just been out of this world, knock it out of the park. The art's beautiful. McKelvey's doing some amazing work. I mean, his lines are always very clean. And, and the and colors. Expressive. And the colors are ridiculous. And I, the fact that they're bursting through universe walls, uh, what's her name? Uh, Miss America Chavez. Uh-huh. She's just like busting through walls. Like, I love that angle. I love the music angle. I love the sort of rebellious teen spirit. Yeah. You know, our enemies are our, our parents kind of thing. Like, I, I love all of the, what they're doing. Uh, it's very smart. And Loki's I, great, too, of course. I like that you guys like it a lot. I feel like I should be in love with this series, but I, I'm honestly thinking of dropping it because it's just not doing it for You're me. You're a bad gay. I know. No, I feel not, like a well, bad well, gay. You know, I really do. A lot of books, you know, and I don't, I don't know how this will sound, but a lot of books... I will read just because there's gay people in it because I feel like I should be aware of yeah, just me being yeah. who I am. I should know what's going on with all the gay people. Like that's the only reason I'm reading Earth Two, even though it's like terrible. Thank God it's getting a new writer. Oh, um, I couldn't but you know, anymore. and like Young Avengers, I had no problem reading that because it was a great, great story um, by Alan uh, Heinberg, Heinberg mm-hmm. and it just happened to have gay characters in it. So it was even even better. So now I'm not liking it. I don't enjoy the flow. I feel like there's a bad economy of words where I feel like they waste a lot of it's not waste, but they they poorly use a lot of like artwork and time and they try to make these jokes and I could tell they're trying to be funny, but I don't find it like remotely humor humorous and it, it, I think they're pastiche you know, they're little jokes about Tumblr what do they call it Yambler. Yambler I think that's pretty cute and a very intelligent way to tell a story that is a neat an innovation they've done I haven't seen very many comic uh, storytellers use Jeff Lemire did it better in Animal Man well uh, there you go but I mean it's not common and so that was smart um, I, you know I will say though that I always tell people if you're not enjoying a book don't read it because like the, not you're not going to love every book I know people who hate Hawkeye Ugh. Um, 
Um, they think the art is terrible. And I think the art is gorgeous. But it's just, if it doesn't appeal to your sensibilities, yeah. it doesn't mean that the book is bad. It doesn't mean that the book is good. It just means that you yourself didn't resonate with it. And that's mm-hmm. totally See, with okay. The, you're like, Avengers, it's not about the, the gay aspect and everything that's no. got me. It's me because I'm fascinated with Kid Loki. Yeah. I become fan. And I don't know. And I should read the journey. You really should. I did read. Could we please order not. Journey in the Mist? I have it. I'll give and, it to I you. I didn't read it, but I am fascinated with it. And that's what brings me back to the book. Because he's Loki. But he's not Loki. But he's not Loki. But he's not Loki. I don't know. I'm loving it. So, Marvel. Any other Marvel stuff? Spider-Man. 2099. Yeah. Which, when Pat and I were talking about this, when was the last time they, they brought him out? It's they did this um, a, long time. a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. Oh. And it wasn't too far ago, but and it, it was, was really ago. quick, and it didn't go anywhere, and it yeah. was done. It was um, right when they came out with Shattered Dimensions, the video game, right? Was it around that time? I don't know. Possibly. A couple years ago. Yeah. But before that, that, it had been a while. It had been a while. So, let's just say uh, Spider-Man 2099 was not... He's been on the shelf. And because of all the time shenanigans that's going on with Age of Ultron, uh, Aftermath and all that, the writer, Dan Slott, said, you know, it would be cool to bring him forward and have him deal with Superior Spider-Man in a way. And I like that they're weaving in the story from... Uh, 2099 Spider-Man, the Roxxon mm. Corporation, yeah. whatever, and how they're tying it into what's going on with the Horizon. Labs. No, you mean Alchemax? Alchemax, sorry, yeah. Roxxon something else. Remember, Roxxon. Anyway, uh, but like they're tying that together, and there's like there's like that whole thing, and they haven't yet dealt with you know, well, does he know that it's Doc Ock or not or whatever? But I'm sure that's coming. Actually, they he the way he either a doesn't remember, uh-huh. um, or. B, it's because... Because I just started reading 2099, so it's fresher in my mind than most people. Uh Um, Something goes down at the end of the heroic age Uh that just puts us in a dark age for a couple of decades. Uh And then we finally come out of that in 2099. So that's their way of saying we don't remember what happened exactly. because it hasn't been written yet. Exactly. Know, blah, blah, blah. But I do like that they blame the heroic age. Like they're like, what are they doing? They're fucking with time again? Oh, come on. You know, like they, they throw that out there. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. if you don't know 2099 Spider-Man, it doesn't matter. Miguel O'Hara. It's still, it, you'd get the gist. Yeah, I feel like quick. I missed something because I don't know really who that is. I never read it when I was a kid or whatever. But I've seen lots of reactions. It'd be like, oh yeah, 2099. And I'm like, eh. I thought it was a pretty cool story back in the day. And I and I, I read a bunch of the twenty nine. It was one of the titles. solid ones. Yeah, did yeah. it still yeah. holds up though. Does it? It's so. I mean, you can obviously tell it. Yeah, it was made 90s. in the nineties, yeah. but it holds up pretty well. So that that's other, and the the other one playing with time, Incredible Hulk or the uh, not Incredible Hulk. What's it? The uh, what's Indestructible the Indestructible Hulk. Indestructible Hulk. I do like the whole thing they're playing with time there, and the art's oh, been really good. Doctor Banner's a time lord. Hmm. Listen. I don't just Surprise, like time travel it. stuff, but I think it's an excellent like Wade. It's, it's a different type of story than he's telling in his other books. Doctor Hulk, Doctor Who. Yeah, he's very Doctor Who, so it's kind of fun. Uh, let's talk some indie books because again, I think the indie books. Lock and we're key. We're getting there. We're getting Lock there. and key. Oh, it's like the fucking Stepford Wives over here. All cuckoos. Yeah. So I'm not reading this, but Alpha's number one of what? Like three? Two. Like two. Two. So this is like the grand finale, huh? It yeah, is. It was um, so good. It was that, so good. Oh, that issue. People drop like flies left and right. Really? That final little itty bitty key, like the oh, wireframe key. The one that he made. Was used. Oh. Um, so the fantastic. alpha key, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. yeah. 
it's you get to understand like why all of this was happening, what the plan was all along, uh, because everything that we took for granted just didn't happen. There are still some people we don't know if they're alive or dead. Um, like Bode, Bodie, he. I think you're, you you leave this issue thinking he's dead, but I think he's just like a lifeless husk. He, yeah, no, he, right. no, he yeah, has life. Air. He's yeah. a husk, but I think his spirit's still around the ground. So I think mm-hmm. I was be my prediction that it somehow finds its way back in. into the body. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the what's it, Rufus? Rufus, Rufus, yeah. I think we'll take his where the doorway it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and he'll go through it. Um, I mean, Sam Lesser's still out there too, isn't he? Sam oh, wait, wait, did he get destroyed? Did I can't get... remember. It's been too long. He's been through a lot, poor guy. But, but that book has just been awesome. But I have to say, seven ninety nine for 30 pages... That's bullshit. That's a thirty. Well, you got extra stuff. You got extra bullshit. Right. No, eight bucks. Yeah. Extra bullshit. No, no. That's here's the thing. Got. Here's the thing. They they added snow. No. <laughs> <laughs> they added scenes from the pilot that they shot. And it's like, that hey, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> None of you will be able to see this one. Uh, but, look. but hey, remember this? And everything looks, just looks like pitch perfect. Well, are they supposedly making like a the movie covers now? Were all... The movie is supposedly coming. So the story will get out. And I will read it. I actually have. You won't read it. I know. I have the first two trades and I will read them. I don't want to. It's not done yet, so I can't say this for sure. But this is looks like it might be one of the best series I've ever read. Wow. Agreed. And I've read, you know, Why the Last Man and Watchmen and stuff. I don't know mm. if it's better than those things, but it's definitely it, up it, there. It's in your it's top, a, like, it's like 10 to 5 panels. Right. It's, oh. it's something I could recommend to anybody because it's just that good. Hmm. And really, it's not even that the end hasn't been as, like, plot intensive as you would think. It's so, like, just character-based. Everyone feels, like, really real. In the beginning with Detective M- Matuku, yeah. he he hasn't even had a big role, but just that moment that he shared with the mom uh-huh. right before he got yep. stabbed by the shadow monster <laughs> yeah. and died. You're that like, got oh. me. That got me. The, the series is so good at just making you invest in everyone, even small characters, main characters. In the oh, I was gonna say it's 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 everything. It, it's this is the the story that's truly about the journey, and it's yes. a lot is happening in like the the climax. But you don't even really care about that, is because like Joshua said, you're so invested in these characters, and they're so fleshed out that when one of them dies or you know love is lost, like you you feel like your best friend is hurting, mm-hmm. and that's what this book is. Now I tried to read an article, but Joe Hill just had keep uh, kept having pictures in the article with him in different keys, and I'm just like, you are too hideous for me to read this. I just can't do it. <laughs> what? Wow. Like. Like Joe Hill is, is a, he's his father's. Have son. you seen? Yes, he have you seen his father? Like come on, come he, on. And he's just. I mean, not attractive. You saw him in person, right? Like, I don't think he's unattractive. Well, I don't think he has the best haircut in the world. No, but. <laughs> he's just really. I'm just like, I'm really glad that I I love you for your brain and not your looks. Aww. It's not like Garrison Keillor, homely, is he? Oh. Ooh. It's it's that AV club nerdy. Okay. That okay. 80s and 70s. Yeah, they did get stuck in the decade there. So um, I want to talk about something that is gay and not from a major publisher, even like a minor publisher. This is kind of obscure. But we were recommended by Ron, one of our listeners and friends of mine. And it is the uh, Protect the Young Protectors uh, by Alex Wolfson. And uh, their artist is DeCracker. Seriously, that's his name. And increased by Gandini. This is all up on yaoi911.com. 
which is an interesting name. Uh, if you know Yaoi, of course, then you know it's it's an interesting genre with lots of interesting sort of things. But what I will Plenty say... Plenty of World 63 stuff going on there. Yes. <laughs> which we'll talk about. So... I was recommended this, and I'd only seen little, like, here and there pictures of this silver-haired daddy drawn very well, actually. I, I like the art a lot. And I didn't know what story was. I had no idea. I just knew he was a big player. So today, I actually, uh, before the show, I read through the first uh, chapter uh, of The Young Protectors. Is it print? Or it's what? a web series, what? and they did, a, they did a Kickstarter, so it is actually in print, uh, and I, I self-published. But it's all up on the web for free, and then if you like it, I'm sure you can order it and whatever. And it's interesting because it's about this hero named Red Hot, which, okay, it's kind of a dumb name, but whatever. And he's a 17-year-old red-headed superhero who has fire powers, and he's hanging out in front of that a gay he's bar. he's a flamer. Yeah. Yes, he is. It's, 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 yeah. So he's hanging out in front of a gay bar. He goes into the gay bar, comes out, and it's like, you know, leaving or whatever. But he's curious. Like, he's trying to figure out his, his, his sexuality or whatever. And so this uh, gray-haired... When you walk into a gay bar, you know your sexuality well, at that point. <laughs> he's trying to come to terms with it then. So this gray-haired daddy, who is a supervillain named the Annihilator. Okay, we're not talking, you know, profoundly original names here, but whatever. Uh, confronts him in like an alley and is like, hey, I just saw you go into a gay bar. What's up with that? You know, trying to challenge him. And basically the daddy guy uh, kind of dares him like, like, look, if you don't want me to out you to the tabloids or Fuck whatever. My pee-pee. <laughs> no, not, this isn't. This is actually to to their. Some people think it's all just smut, smut, smut. No, this is actually very tasteful. Uh, basically just says, look, I won't say anything to your teammates or the rest of the people, whatever. If you give me a kiss. And you got to give me a kiss like you mean it. Oh, it was Like in the Matrix? It was yes, exactly. And I just watched it the other day. Like you are her. Yes. I was just thinking of that. Which, that movie, I, I still love that movie. But, um, me too. So he dares them, and the redhead likes it. Gets a little excited by it. They don't show. It's, again, it's not gratuitous. But this becomes a springboard then for like a date. So, like, he takes the redhead guy on a date in, like, Hong Kong or something, some Chinese, whatever, you know, over in Hong Kong. And they get attacked by superheroes, but they're superheroes kind of in, like, the Punisher, extreme, you know, whatever, you know. Seriously, one of the costumes made me laugh. They had, like, a, it's like armor, and the chest plate, but it was, like, hanging down here, was drawn like abs, so, like, the little chest piece was, like, abs on... It was, it was kind of funny. So, and they're kind of making fun of, you know, Supreme... Or not Supreme, but, you know, the really the really uh, violent superheroes thing. Anyway, long story short, basically set up... Oh, a, now it's getting short? <laughs> hey, fuck you. This is important. Land that plane, This Brian. is important. This is, this is indie, gay. If you are listening and you are liking the homosexuality and the comics, this is for you. Uh, they basically set up a next oh, date. not for you, Joshua. Yes. No, I had heard I don't like Young Avengers. I guess I don't like... Well, I had heard about this for a while again, and then Ron's like, no, you got to read it. You got to read it. You got to read it. (laughs) And I will say this. It is excellent if you like. I think it's well drawn. It's it's sexy, but it's not like smut. Like it's not the Barra stuff that I also like a little bit. It's not like explicit, but it's really funny and it's really sweet at times. And I actually kind of like the idea that a supervillain, you know, who's a lot older. I will say that that is a little controversial. The guy's like fifty eight, uh, and the guy, the seventeen year old, is turning eighteen. Oh, I have a chance. Yes, <laughs> yes. But like, like he's trying to challenge him into accepting sexuality, and yet also kind of interested in the guy. And it's it's this very now is he a Magneto? 50? Yes. Oh. Very much a magnificent. No, oh, 58. <laughs> I'm telling you, the art's gorgeous, and the the main guy in either actually is very well drawn. I wouldn't say he's 58, but just looking at the drawing, exactly. That's what I'm. Um, you know. 
But I'm just really intrigued. And this is an ongoing series. The guy's been writing for a while, and it's continuing. And, and, and it's good. And it's original. And again, if you're young and you're not if you're young, if you're gay and you like comics, this is this is your intersection. This is really good. So we talk a lot about indie books, but we talk about major publisher indie books. And I would like to, as we did with what, Captain Universe? Is that, that right? Captain Ultimate. God damn it. I always do that. So I want to actually mention these books that are from the not-so-mainstream indie press, if they're, you know, it's such a thing. And bring that up. I was published in Class Comics again. <gasps> Yay! Which, uh, which issue? That was their summer meaty issue. Because we're coming up on the Halloween thing you did last year. Yeah. Yay. That's awesome. Jared, I'm so proud. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. No, thank I'm you. very excited. And, and coming up, we will actually have an interview with the guys who run BentCon. Uh, awesome. Which will be exciting. And I'm still hoping at least one or two of us will get to go out there for that this year, like Jared did last year. So I also want to mention real quick, I finished the Carter family, the graphic novel I got back after uh, Heroes Con about wow. the Carter family. Again, off the beaten path. Like Nick this Carter? Is, no, not Nick Carter. <laughs> We're talking... Do they do Crystal Map too? No. June's oh. parents, uh, AP and Sarah. This was actually really good. I just don't know that it's got a very wide audience. I think if you're a music fan or if you're a musician and into comics, it's kind of neat to see the story, the biographical story of the Carter family and what they go through. I will say the art is very plain. <laughs> go listen to like The Circle Will Be Unbroken. But I mean, it, it, showing the guys here, it, the art is very plain, very much in that sort of uh, I don't, what's the style bring it over here it, show Jared show someone who would appreciate it so but I will say this the book it's a nice hardcover it was like 10 bucks it comes with a CD of their record, some of their recordings like it's a great little thing and the reason it was brought up at Heroes Con is they were doing a panel on music and comics and they had the depiction of one of the songs in there that actually doesn't just show like them singing but it actually like, depicts the song and it was just kind of neat. So I really enjoyed it. This almost has a little Abner feel to it. Yes. Very plain, mm. sort of simple. Um, I will say yeah, this. totally different Th from This sort normal. of springs on to my critique of the Star Wars number one, which yeah. was an adaption of... George Lucas's thank God wasn't me. <laughs> George Lucas's uh, first script, yeah, yeah. Uh, first rough draft of Star Wars, like Lizard and Han really Solo, well. and <laughs> George Lucas and Star Wars. And it, but I, I, I wrote a review on IGN, uh -huh. and everyone flipped out at me because I, I said that the art was too detailed uh -huh. and like too like intricate that it didn't have a, a good flow to it. Uh -huh. And people were like, how could he, that? What the fuck does that mean? Like it's too good. How could art be too good? Like, like they didn't understand. There's a difference between like really hyper detailed stuff and yeah. like good like flow like storytelling it was so good that it's one of the main characters actually looked like George Lucas I noticed coincidentally that. no that's so funny no. See, and um, but you know like Hawkeye is brilliant storytelling right but it's so such minimalist like line work but you have to do more with less, which is harder to just make right. this really intricate detail. Go, I mean, it's hard to do detailed stuff. Everyone should read Understanding Comics, where uh, I forgot the guy's name, Jeff something. Scott McCloud. Scott McCloud. Oh, my God. I couldn't think of it. I'm actually reading um, his other book, his more recent book about making comics. It's called Making Comics. And it talks about the spectrum between carto of cartooning, between very sort of simple lines and very kind of straightforward, you know, emotive, to all the way over to super realistic, you know, and, and there's room for 
both. It honestly looked like a, a book full of concept art. Yes. Beautiful concept yes. art. And it looked cool to see, you know, the, the original version of Darth Vader and yep. how the Jedi used to work with the head, the gambit thing. And mm-hmm. um, But as, as far as the story goes, it was it didn't flow very well. And then they had like a thousand different names of characters we didn't know oh, yeah. or were not familiar. So I was like, this is, uh, this is a mess. You know... Uh, it's funny because you say, you know, it's, it, it, it is. It's just a book about concept art. And that's one of my favorite, like, genres to see that, like... Ralph McCord. Fan, yeah, that fantastic, like, science fiction, fantasy, great starscapes, pointed, yep. like, Death Star. Like, I love the art. I think the art's the best part about that book because we're seeing a rough draft that's been polished. Like, and I'm, and I'm thinking... And you know, I don't. I hate to do that whole retrospective thing where I know what Star Wars is now as opposed to what it is, what it was then. But there are a lot of issues. Like it's very confusing. You're right. There are just so many characters that have just been wedged into this first issue. Oh, he's in and there it's too. Eight, yeah, it's an eight issue run, so it's not like we didn't have like time to like parse things out. Right. But it's just. It's like falling down the rabbit hole Mm -hmm. where everything is kind of like right, but still really wrong. Um, And I don't know if that's the reason why I didn't like think it was the best thing ever. Um, But that art for me is fantastic. I I think it's 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 fascinating from a process perspective, too, because if you think I mean, and this is pretty much Lucas's original concept of Star Wars as a storyteller to evolve and yet simplify what then became Star Wars from this, that's fascinating. As a, as thinking about a, like writing and storytelling, yeah. that he realized or people helped him realize that this story was really convoluted and needed to be distilled down into simpler... The sad part is some lessons never stay with you. Well, did you think some of it reminded you of the Phantom Menace a little bit? No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was fascinating, too. Well, you see in the power of myth... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I, I really I, I enjoy it just from a sort of historical perspective. But I'm also a big old concept artist whore. I, I mm. love Sid Mead and Ralph McQuarrie and all these guys. And you know those old classic sci-fi paperbacks that had yeah. the, the was Whelan. I too long to be like that. Yes, seriously, like that. Like I can't crack. wait for you to charge like eight hundred dollars for a print. Yeah, Frank Frazetta. I mean, like, seriously, that's what this whole book looks like. And I love some of the choices where they took, like, the, the Star Destroyers and they made them, like, look like speeders. And that's, yeah. like, their little personal... They're, like, X-Wing size. Yeah. Now. Like, that's cool. Like, again, it sort of shows a little bit of the early precursors or whatever. You know, I don't that know. That star's made out actually... of wood. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work so well. I would actually like to read the actual script. Because yes. this script has been so adapted. Paper yeah. Just paper Tim. I agree. This, this script has been ad- <laughs> I wonder if that exists. This script has been adapted, so th- I feel like this story is a result of the skill of the storyteller. I forget his name. Um, uh, yeah. But, and honestly, uh, I don't want to, like, trash a publisher, but Dark Horse has had way more many misses with their Star Wars well, stuff than hit. <sighs> so a lot of it's been, like, a mishandling of the brand, they're, I feel. They're probably going to lose that in the um, next couple of years, anyway. Yeah, in the divorce. <laughs> in the divorce. Yeah. So, um, I'm curious about my management, because this is a Matt, Matt Kent. 
Yeah. Is he drawing as well? Yes, he is. So I'm really curious about this because it, it sounds like it's a book I really enjoy, but I just haven't dug into it really. It's it's very nice. It's um, it's it's awesome. It's like the premise is: what if everything you knew about life and yourself and how the world works is possibly a lie? Okay, and that there are these I believe groups of people who can make you think something or make you do whatever they want. And it's kind of governmental, but it's kind of super clandestine. And not everyone has these abilities. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool because it, it, it takes this like this writer, this true crime writer, Meru, and takes her puts her through this journey. Um and it gets very meta textual, but it's not meta because it it can be. It's meta because it has to be. Okay. Um, the art is not for everyone. Oh, well, no. So if you can, if you if you like art similar but not. I, I how should I say? Um, okay. Stylistically, yes. it's it's not reminiscent, but it's in the same wheelhouse as as Jeff Lemire. Okay. So if you don't mind that, like Scre- look, sketchy, sketchy, exactly. Yeah. Things don't look crisp and clean. More on the cartoony side exactly. than on the realistic. Then side. you will love this book. That's cool. But if you can't get past it, and I completely understand because there is some there's some art that I just can't do. Right. It's not going to be for you. So they have a dollar issue. Oh. I suggest everyone reads it. Okay. Um, what's really cool is that when you look at the pages and the layouts, um, I, I always forget the name of it. But Jared, you know when you're you're sketching out, um, like you're doing a comic yeah. series, yeah. and you have those pages that like you can section off, and it says you know like you know all art should be done within these lines. It's it's the, the one with the blue out. Bleed. Thank you. Thank you. Like all those pages, uh, that's that's what it's based off of. So you're thinking, oh, this is a comic book, and they're usually actually using those pages yeah. um, that they use for prints and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's more to it than that, and that's what I really like about it. It's very meta. It, it's a, it's a huge mind fuck. Yeah, and Matt Kent is is the writer of that. He. It was writing like three or four of the Villains Month books. Right, he's really like coming out Blowing right now. Like he's he's breaking through. Like he and so if you want to say you you knew him before he was big, you know yeah, now's yeah. the time to read Mind Man. He also did Super Spy, which I forgot to grab because we only have one copy. So well, we'll read it later. speaking of that sort of indie sort of style, and a few years ago this certainly was a case. Jeff Lemire has his Trillium series going in Vertigo. Yeah, and I like it. the second mm-hmm. issue came out, and it's not the flip book, so that was just the first issue, I guess. Maybe the last issue too. Who knows. Uh, I like at least one thing about this. I like that when the two characters, so there's a character from like 1897. Well, the far future. Yeah, early early 20th century uh, Earth. They don't understand each other because they don't speak the same language. And you see that by one character from one perspective, like the other person's balloon, word balloon is just dashes. Mm. And um, then they reverse it and you see it from the other character's perspective. And it's the same thing, but, you know, reversed. That was kind of cool. You know what's really funny is that, and this is actually like part of a larger conversation that I like having with people. It's like um, when people don't speak your native tongue, you think they're really simplistic and primitive or like very endearing, but it's actually very, it's an ethnocentric way of thinking because when you look at either of them from the other side, they have these like expressions and you're like, oh, that's like to them, that's completely, isn't that yeah, yeah, isn't that cute? But when they're Dismissive. actually speaking, it's very intelligent conversation. No, I, I like that because, and I heard this again on iFanboy. They were talking about how 
it made the person from the 20th century look uh, more intelligent than the future girl because the future girl, like actually the the younger the 20th century guy, he can draw pretty well. Like he's good at explaining concepts yeah. through through his art. But yet the 20th century or the the far future chick is just terrible at drawing, so she can't. Uh, what point they, is that? They decide it's a gay musical. <laughs> Which Romeo and Juliet, a love story, oh. the first gay romantic musical. And it's porn. Yeah. Huh. Are, uh, are we done here? Strange. <laughs> we're, we're, we're almost done. We're, 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 we're around in the corner here. Um, so anyway, Trillium's, uh, again, very not, if you're not, it, it's sort of simply, well, I mean, Jeff Lemire's art is very stylistic. Let's say that. But uh, color-wise, I think it's gorgeous, and it's probably some of his best work. Rorty, he's a master of layouts. Well, yeah, I do, you know, sometimes you might not think, like we were, we've been talking about, the, the pencil work can be what you might not think is, is the best, but his layouts are so good that it, the storytelling is, like, top-notch. Yeah, the, He should do Star Wars, the, the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. What about Ghosted? I haven't heard much about Ghosted, that. Ghosted, really quick, it, I think I might have talked about it before, but it's it's like Ocean's Eleven meets, like, The Haunting. Uh, okay. He has to steal a ghost. Oh, so he, they were talking about this on iFanboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds interesting. Like, check out Ghosted, though, if you like that. No, I, that actually does sound really interesting to me, although they were joking about how do they catch the ghost with a little containment trap and they roll it out. Yeah, and, hey, uh, they cool. should call somebody. Speaking of which, call? our friends on the nerdy show that do the Ghostbusters Resurrected, they're uh, pretty fun. And it's like a, a game, but it's scripted. It's kind of like the way the nerdy show does their... Uh, Dungeons and Doritos. Dungeons and Doritos yep. and how someday uh, When are we going to have 40 gay? Someday yes, soon. yes, whenever Jared has time. Yes. I think that there is a good chance that before that happens, there may be another sort of pseudo-scripted little show that's oh, done yeah. by certain members. Uh, yeah. what? Girl, just want, so you know this is happening. I know. They want to do the quantum leap joke that Oral made. Uh, that, you know, we're going to oh, periods with, of with my cap. life. <laughs> Don't give away the concept. Yes. I've mapped it out. It's bad. Oh, girl. <laughs> I think this is going to be hilarious. It's so good. So if you are... I just picture Oral being like, girl, really? Him? Him? Really? Oh, Oral, I had to. Really? <laughs> well, Synergy says it's a 38% chance oh, that you're actually supposed to We're throwing to in mam- uh, Jizz and the Mammograms. Oh. So we have a, quick, a couple quick shout-outs. Of course, I, I meant to mention this in that gaming section, but I didn't have it on my agenda. Joshua and I, I went to uh, Orlando Gay Gamers uh, Level 2. Orlando Gamers. Gamers. Oh. With a Y. Yes, gamers with a Y. And uh, a bunch of nice guys. They uh, were awesome. They really came, they came out. into the shop um, with a Geek Easy yep. where they have, you know, free video games and board games and uh, a bunch of people. Uh, and that's just all it is. It's just gay gamers in Orlando meeting up. And they were to adorable. Have Run by by so this guy, cute. Ben, who who writes for uh, Pure Nintendo Magazine, yeah. I think it is. Which sounds awesome. Is, yeah. Like it's an very independent excited. Press. publication. Yeah, independent press. And uh, he, he came up with the idea. And who would have thought? Gay gamers. Uh, I know, right? But it's been really fun and successful. So if you're local, you should find it on Facebook. Book and and like it and and I guess they'll be having out. events maybe there again in the future. Yeah, I yeah. Hope so. they, they, he said he wants to. He said the next event was there, he's trying to do a uh, Smash Brothers tournament. So I'm like, Ooh. I'm there. <laughs> we should talk to them about our other upcoming event, which is very exciting. We're, we're actually participating with Geeks Out in the. Go the lot to the audience. You haven't done shit for it yet. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I have, so shut the fuck up. Uh, Skip Ender's game event. It's on the schedule November first. We will be having some karaoke. Uh-huh. We will be having some games potentially uh-huh. a little trivia type thing and a live flame on recording if I can get you fuckers to show up and I'm there. Well, well, you'll, be there. Like, you'll be there you'll be there just you know just making sure 
not having to split so right we away. Be bitter. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I expect I expect y'all to be tired and bitter. Are you going to do my awesome movie ticket idea? I think we will partner with the Matt Foundation. I'm going to talk to Sandy about this because in lieu of a cover charge, we're not going to do a cover, but um, as a optional donation, whatever your amount you want to donate, but ideally, you know, maybe something around the price of a movie ticket, donate to the Matt Foundation, which they're going to be directing their proceeds to different charities, including the Zebra Foundation. Coalition. Coalition. So uh, a charity for young uh, gays and lesbians who are trying to find a stable, supportive home. So I think that's an excellent, I think that's beautiful symmetry. If you take your money instead of spending it on a homophobic prick like Orson Sky Card and you give it to a charity like that. P.S. I just want to say, uh-huh. even though I am all about boycotting Ender's Game, uh-huh. I want you to know that boycotts sometimes are difficult, and every time I see a trailer for it, the younger me I know. just twists and Do you understand that I have an autographed copy of that book? Oh. by the author in my library. So mm-hmm. I am very much in the same sort of mix, but we're going to partner with Geeks Out on this. They're doing it all over the country, so we're going to be doing the Orlando-based one. That is coming up November 1st, which is right after Halloween, and right before another big party at a comic shop, so it'll be fun. Um, what else we got coming up? There's another big party, supposedly. The uh, Rule 63 contest, I've had a few people interested, Good. but I have yet to see any submissions. So okay. what this is, is Jared is very busy. Super busy. We would like to feature some of you listeners who draw and share your art on our album art cover. And we need this Rule 63 thing, which is basically swap gender of any character you want. Any male character that we... Well, you know, I'll even it open. I'll even open it up to some female characters. You want to draw the... uh, You know, whatever. However you want to do it. Captain Marvel's already been taken. Don't cheat, y'all. Well, we've actually had Jared do some fun ones, too. But I want to see some good submissions. If you are listening and you are artistically inclined uh, and like to draw, please let us know. If you, you just p- like to draw, you don't have to be like... Yeah, yeah nothing no. fancy. If Stick like figures. You know, Drew could do one. We Drew's actually yeah, a Drew great little artist. Drew, of historian. I think his... That'd be fun. He does some spectacular things just if, on the whiteboard at work or just he'll post something on his fridge right If Drew is listening, and I, I guess he does occasionally, I don't know if he's consistent, but he should do a Star Wars. Uh, Rule 63 thing. Oh, yeah. That would be fantastic. Uh, Drew, do it. Uh, as we mentioned, of course, uh, Oral's uh, Drag is a New Spandex. That will be coming up in the feed. And we will have a BentCon interview. Uh, very excited about seeing and talking to them about what's going on. You should be really excited for Drag is a New Spandex. I am. Though. No. Like, you know how excited oh, I've been. Hello. Oh, that's so good. I, uh, oh, and yeah, the listeners, you just don't even know what's coming. It's crazy. Um, I think that's all the big thing. Oh, and Steve, Steve McIsaac. If you have not checked out our Steve McIsaac interview, it was really good. And it's right before this episode. Yeah, it was so. fantastic. Uh, I did you listen to it? Yes, I did. Did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. Oh, good. And you can find us on our Facebook fan page, Flame On. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, at Flame On Podcast. At Twitter. I love Joshua. He posts during the episode recording. <laughs> I saw your smack talk a little <laughs> You bitches. And I just got into a Doctor Who discussion on Facebook the other day, and I had oh. to like step back and breathe because I was getting Star so Doctor pissed. Who. Flame off. Flame off. Flame off. Oh. Flame off. Yeah, on that note. Flame off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, Nerdapalooza, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. 
For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 